Lucas, your audio is sounding a little, like, raspier than normal. Is it? Yeah, it, just a touch in yeah. our ears on Skype. A little quiet, maybe. Still? I thought we would fix this. Is it, don't you speak up a little bit? No, it's like, it's, it's like different than before. Yeah, just a tad. Probably because it's, it's been since I've been gone <laughs> that the audio has changed. So it's, it's not because we changed places? It, no, it's, it's better now. It's the same as it ever since was. Since I've been gone. Since you've been gone. Since we've been gone. Since we've been gone. No, it's the same as it I ever was I can breathe now. for the first time. No, it's not Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. Next to you. Same it's not next to you. I thought you were going to tickle me. <laughs> it's so scary. No, it is, it is anyways, the same, yeah, as it ever was. Yeah. Good. You may, you may have some questions like, how do I work this? Where is that large automobile? This is not my beautiful house, and this is not my beautiful wife. Same as it ever was. And, uh, since you've been gone. <laughs> yeah, that's actually Kelly Clarkson's biggest song. I, why are we doing Kelly Clarkson again? It doesn't make sense. We always do Kelly Clarkson. She lives among us. You can't handle the truth! Yes, I Happy birthday to you, Devin. Happy birthday to Devin. Happy birthday, dear Devin. Devin. Happy birthday, birthday to to Devin. To Devin. To Devin. Happy birthday, Devin. So come out a day. Who's not here? Who's not here on his birthday episode? So we were gonna record Sunday night, and now it's Tuesday night instead because seth's living situation and devin's living situation both went to shit <laughs> and then and then now and then devin was like oh i'm gonna make it on tuesday but now sadly he's not here but he feels bad about it but we're still supporting him in his birthday episode and we continued with it because that's what friends do that's what friends do he was here earlier watched the movie with me he d he did Ace watch the movie with you. Mm -hmm. What time was that at? About three quarters of it, like five. Oh damn! So he was there from five to seven, and then left. Mm -hmm. Damn! We just missed him. But that's okay. You know what they say about all stars: if you have four of them, one goes down. You still got three of them. You never like shine the, if like you don't the, Like the Warriors. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Smash Mouth. <laughs> like Smash. Mouth. I don't. I don't want to be Kevin Durant anymore. You don't want to be the sneaky snake. Who Who were we all again? I was Curry. You were Durant. Yeah, you insisted on being Curry, so we insisted that you were Joe Rogan. Because I was the. 
That's what you're like. If you're, gonna, Joe Rogan. Rogan if you're gonna be Joe Rogan, like there's gotta be. If you're gonna be Curry, you guys gotta be a trade off. Joe Joe Rogan, the point guard of the Joe Rogan <laughs> point guard, point guard, point guard of the Golden State Warriors, all time le- three point same. leader. You're all point guard height. They're both they're both athletes. Joe Rogan's a great boxer. Is he? Or like an MMA? He packs a hell of a punch. I remember he used to do some like. Semi-professional fighting and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't care if you know or not. I could beat that guy's ass. <laughs> what about Kevin James? I could beat that guy's ass. What about Francis Ngannou? I could beat that guy's ass. No. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I could take Francis him. Francis Ngannou is like... <laughs> is he still the heavyweight champion or did he get that revoked? or? Yeah, he's the heavyweight champion. Yeah, the heavyweight champion. He's the biggest guy. Oh, the UFC. Remember when? That guy's ass. Remember when we watched Jackass and he punched him in the cup? Oh, that was the that guy? guy. Oh, okay. I could beat that guy's ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just he couldn't catch me. The same as it always was. Same <laughs> he just as it ever was. Catch me. Um. So this is yep, the Devin. today we're watching the Talking Heads movie. Don't look back. What? Oh, they have a movie? They do. I think it's a concert movie. It's, I think it's generally considered the best concert film of all time, or one of the few mm. that can uh? grab that title. Nice. That's pretty sick. That is, that is pretty... Cool. I like the talking heads. That lot. is pretty tight money. <laughs> oh. Jojo, get out of here. <laughs> Just any, any like loud noises, either Lucas ruffling a bag of chips... <laughs> Or Jinjo knocking around spoons on glass tables. No chips Jinjo. tonight. No chips tonight. That was when we. That's when he was staying at our place. We're like Lucas, quit with the chips. I'm on <laughs> mute. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> that was good with that old ass mic. Um. So it was a Devin choice for his birthday, as we've done up to this point. And I asked him, you know, whether you're going to be on or not. We're still going to do a movie of your choice. So he picked one for us. Um, another Devin's choice that happened to be animated, but it's the 2021 film, The Mitchell vs. the Machines. Had any of us Mitchells. seen before? Yeah, not just Plural. one. Oh yeah, the Mitchells. A Mitchell, like some guy. My boy Mitchell. Shout out Mitchell. Shout out Mitchell. If Mitchell joins our Discord, I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, he doesn't know Mitchell technology Bone. super well. Oh yeah, Mitch. Well, that's not a Mitchell. He's just Mitch, I think. Who knows? That's got, there's no way Mitch is on his birth certificate. This baby's Mitch? That's <laughs> <laughs> great. We're sorry, Mitch. Yeah, I'm refraining from saying that. <laughs> anyway. Think, I mean, it's got to be short for something. I, that's not like an insult. There's no way his name is Mitch on his birth no, certificate. It's not. Just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is an insult. It's not an insult. Uh, you're just roasting a man's name. It's like no, saying it, someone's name is Bob. He was like, that's not his name. That's not his birthday. Yeah, or like Brad. Or Dick. It's Brad Thew. No. Yeah, Dick. Brad Lee. Dick. You, you went Brad Thew before Who looks Brad at a Bardo. baby who puts Dick Bardo. on a birth certificate? Brandon Nobody, Short for Bardo. Nobody's name is actually Tim Thomerson, okay? It's Timothy Thomerson. <laughs> um, is Bitch short for Bitchel? Bitchel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Elijah Mitchell versus the Machines. <laughs> oh, there shit. we go. Anyway. That was be a good one. Um, we watched the Mitchells versus the Machines from 2021. Had any of us seen this before? Devin no. told me he'd seen it four times before. 
I I think he recommends animated movies because, you know, he's got a son, so he watches primarily animated movies now. Aside from Transformers, The Last Night on repeat. (laughs) He loves that one. That's so (laughs) strange. Good movie. Good movie. Um, Good movie. Um, Do you, but we hadn't, none of us had seen before. Marina said she had seen snippets of it from time to time when she worked at Watson's. All the kids yeah. had wanted to watch it there, but... Um, and so did you watch it twice then, Lucas? I did. I probably, yeah. And I had quite literally never heard of this movie before Devin had texted it to us. Really? Yeah, and I'm pretty plugged in. Zap. A thousand movies. Congratulations. Thank you. I've I got a lot of people to thank. Mainly... Jinjo. Mainly Jinjo. <laughs> said Lou. Yeah, I'm gonna go take Louis's collar off real quick. You continue. Oh, he's drinking. Yeah. It's my thousandth movie I've watched in my lifetime, according to my Letterboxd profile. Jinjo's doing a very similar thing to Louis. If you can <laughs> if you can hear him. I can't hear any of it. Okay. It's a movie called Love from 1967, directed by Clive Donner. Love? And I've watched it because Love, L-U-V, because it's starring my lady Elaine May. And oh, it was yeah. it was delightful. It was delightful. What did you give it? I haven't given it yet. Okay. Nice. I'm he, he, doesn't, love, though. he doesn't give, he only receives. Alright, movie, what do you rate me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've done a bit like this before. Um, so that's our movie today. It's for Devin. Um... Before we get into it, we're drinking beers, and we are drinking the ones that Bilson had sent us. We're doing, what it is, is a Leavenworth. Gets me every time. Bilson? Yeah. It's from Leavenworth, Washington. <laughs> it's Icicle Brewing Company, and it's called Dark Persuasion. It and you're is... allowed to just send alcohol in the mail? I, I didn't know. Yeah, you can buy, like, uh, absinthe. Airmail style. I don't know if it's in the air specifically, but that was one of the only ways to get absinthe in the yeah. air. <laughs> anthrax. You get anthrax in the mailbox. Of course, you can get alcohol. I guess. Yeah, it is kind of weird though. To people have been delivered a bomb. Of course, you can get alcohol. What are we thinking? <laughs> is it every... legal? Is I guess my is <laughs> my question, question, not the capabilities of it. Yeah. Every act of terrorism just lowers the bar for what's legal. <laughs> he they're he... just like you're allowed to bomb <laughs> send bombs in the mail. That's just part of the deal. <laughs> One guy did it. Oh, now we all get to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we didn't put that in the rules. We're not allowed to check people's mail before they send it off. He's <laughs> fine. When they ask, do you have any lithium batteries, explosives in there? You're like, you're not allowed mm-hmm. to ask that. No. Are you a cop? <laughs> You... mailman because <laughs> if you say you're a cop you have to say if you are a cop you have to say you're a cop. <laughs> if you're a mailman you have to tell me <laughs> legally <laughs> that's part of their code <laughs> the mailman rules are they run deep <laughs> their roots run deep Blood like deep. the lakers <laughs> um he he packaged this box up real nice they were like like tetra bas- style well like a basically like a styrofoam setup inside where each can could sit in and then styrofoam stacked in between the cans as well it was a beautiful setup but damn um he's nicer to our package than i was with my own stuff packing (laughs) to your package yeah to your meat you because you're always beating it i'm sorry i'm outing you here now (laughs) 
Don't hijack Bilson's segment to talk about <laughs> masturbating. What the hell? <laughs> uh, there's a time and a place, and it's never and nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's on the podcast, and now. <laughs> so let's just say thank you. We're getting carried thank away. Thank you, Bilson. What we're, I haven't even said what we're drinking. <laughs> yeah, you did. You I said, said it's dark it's a persuasion. Dark I didn't put what it is, though. <laughs> drinking bad squatch again. It's a dark persuasion, and it's a German chocolate cake ale. Says you can finally have it in your Coke and drink it to in your cake and drink it too. Dark Persuasion is brewed with rich coconut, vanilla, and pure uh, cacao, which evoke flavors of German chocolate cake. Dark roasted specialty uh, specialty malts enhance the chocolate character, and Pottle hops balance the sweet milk sugar and malty goodness, making this milk stout decadent and oh so drinkable. It is six point five percent, and let's crack it. Ah, it's depressurized from the bombs in the package, from all DB yes. Cooper's bombs in this bag. DB Cooper's bombs. I bet this is gonna be thick. Yeah, it's supposed to be cake. <laughs> Everything's cake nowadays. Louis drinking his ass off. That's Luna. That's Luna. She's loud as hell. Um. Loon. She That's spills amazing. half of the bowl whenever she takes a drink. It's crazy. And she spills it all over the floor. That is very dark. That's very dark, yeah. But I mean, it is dark chocolate, dark okay. persuasion. And, and as, you can taste as the as coconut. As our friends from Deutschland say, a danke. A danke? Um, yeah, they always say that to me. Yeah. So that is our beer. And we're going to get into it. Hit me with some questions, my good man. Um, we already said the movie. This is the good, the bad, the movie. Do you like Devin? Yeah. Yeah, we all do, Devin. We love you, Devin. Uh, (laughs) Ren doing his flapjack voice. (laughs) uh, My other question is, uh, do you like birthdays? Devin, in his former life, would not have, as a Jehovah's Witness, they don't celebrate. Correct. But now... I like other people's birthdays. I like some get fucking trashed. <laughs> At another person's birthday? Yeah, on my own it feels sad, but if I do it in celebration of somebody else, I'm like, I'm a good friend. You, you get drunk and make the birthday boy take care of you on their <laughs> yeah. birthday. It's so fun. I just give really bad speeches. Everybody loves them because they're all drunk. Well, if but... you like birthdays or you like Devin, you've come to the good, right places, the good, the bad, and the movies, and we're watching The Mitchells. <laughs> And Devin's not here. And I'm Luna. I'm the dad. I'm Brandon. This is Seth, who wasn't supposed to be here, but is now. Yeah. And this is a good, the bad, the movies. Watch the Mitchells versus the Machines from 21. 15 minutes in. Let's dive into it. 1921? 2021. (laughs) Some crazy animation for 1921. Um, Director today is Michael Rionda. And really? Okay. There's two, actually. Him and Jeff Rowe. Jeff Rowe is only credited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is filming right now. So he hadn't done anything prior to this. Hmm. And Michael Rianda has only done shorts. He did one called Work, and he did one called Everybody Dies in 90 Seconds. Interesting. I wonder if the short is 90 seconds long. Potentially. I... It's kind of the animator's route. It's not 
typical of the other sort of Hollywood directors is a lot of these guys do make shorts and then try to graduate to feature films. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's what we got for them. Writers, you've cool. still got Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. And you've also got uh, the story coordinator was Pete Zilagi. S-Z-I-L-A-G-Y-E. What is the story coordinator? Oh. Zilagi. There's a crazy way to pronounce it. I don't know, but they came up in the writers, so I don't know how that ties in, but... That the story coordinator has done one episode of something called Sketchy before, and two episodes of Jesse. Um, Jeff Rowe has done twenty episodes of a show called Disenchantment, hmm. and nine episodes of Gravity Falls. I've heard of that. Yeah, I have two. Both it's on, of those? Huh? The both of those? No, I've only heard of Gravity Falls. Oh, Gravity Falls is a Disney one. Disenchantment was um, Matt Groening. It's his third thing after The Simpsons Ooh. and Futurama. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah, so he's worked with those, and then Michael Rianda did six episodes of Gravity Falls, and um, he did the two the two shorts that he directed, the Everybody Dies in Ninety Seconds and Work. He wrote those, and he also wrote a uh, short called Dog Cop Seven, the final chapter. Mm. Dog Cop. Mm. Mm. Foreshadowing. Exactly. It's a lot of shadowing. And then <laughs> a cast. You've got Abby Jacobson, who's one of the co-female leads of Broad City. Yep, she's abroad. <laughs> you got Danny McBride as the father. A king. He's a bride. <laughs> He's a bride. Your Highness. Oh, what a bad movie. <laughs> Your Highness is really bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> um, Maya Rudolph as the mom. You've got director and writer Michael Rianda as the brother. Hmm. Oh. Yep. You've got Eric Andre. You've got Olivia oh. Coleman, who played Pal. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. You got Fred Armisen. You got Beck Bennett. You got Chrissy Teigen. Teigen, actually. She's corrected everybody on how to say her last name. It's Teigen. That doesn't sound as cool. No, it doesn't. It sounds dumb. Yeah. You got John Legend. Oh, Legend. Shoot. Oscar winner. Little black man. Jesus. What? <laughs> okay. So I know him. Um, you've got Blake Griffin. Big black man. <laughs> Oscar winner. Blake Griffin. You got Conan O'Brien. You got Jay Farrow, and you got Doug the Pug. A lot of SNL guys. Yeah. A Usually I don't dog. like a movie with a bunch of SNL characters. Doug the Pug, real dog, yep. Oh, that's not just like a guy's name? No, it's a real dog. It's like an internet famous dog. Oh. And it played Manchi. Oh. And it, and it played the dad. <laughs> Danny Boy McBride was Manchi. <laughs> Boy, did he shine. So, um, that's our cast. Yeah, a lot of um, SNL. Hmm. But then you got some good mixes in here for crew and whatnot i really enjoyed the casting of this yeah i love eric andre so as soon as i heard his voice i was kind of hooked you looked at me you're like who is that and i was like olivia coleman you're like no 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 <laughs> the guy i don't know who olivia coleman is <laughs> oh i thought it was keegan michael key for a second is that his name right mm-hmm. they do have kind of similar they do like um not nasally but it's... um mucusy well it's interesting because well, for a lot of these animated movies there's you can dip into two pools. There's like the celebrity voice, or there's like the voice actor, and this one seems to like. And then there's the TV show, voices. The Voice. 
Yeah, I wasn't there familiar. Is that. I'm sorry. I was really wanting to just say my punchline. What did you say about voices? What did you say about punchlines? The and then there's the TV show, The Voice. Oh, okay. I'm just saying a lot of movies, either animated movies, either a lot of celebrities, or it's like a lot of voice actors, and they seem to go a lot of celebrities here, and not voice actors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No John DiMaggio. Caesar, I'm moving you. You have to chew the bone right here. Does he have to chew the bone right here? Yeah. Where else is he gonna chew it? He does. Here. Come here. Same. Same as it ever was. All right, and now, the same as it ever was, a plot. Um, A quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of a robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. And now he's fucking drinking. Um, Yeah, very quirky family. Um, And there is a robot apocalypse. It's straight up. Yeah. They don't have anything to say. They're just yeah. in the couch. Get God, out! Our animals are couch. ruining. <laughs> Get. There he is. Um, Top so, five moving moments. So let's go into some history. The Mitchells versus the Machines is a 2021 computer animated sci-fi comedy film produced by Sony Pictures Animation. The film was originally planned to be released theatrically by Sony um, under the titled under the different title Connected in 2020. But, due to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on movie theaters, Sony sold the main distribution rights to Netflix. Netflix retitled it to Rihanna and Rose's original preferred title, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and released it in select theaters on April 23, 2021, before its streaming release a week later on April 30th. The film received critical acclaim for its animation, voice acting, action scenes, themes, humor, and the first Sony animation LGBT representation. Yeah. Interesting um, how Sony would ditch it. I guess they didn't really have the the platform set up at that time to be able to stream something. Yeah. So they just sold it off to Netflix, but I don't know, it's interesting that they, they kind of sold it off right away. Yep. Um also in twenty fifteen, after completing his tenure on Disney Channel uh, Disney Channel's animated series Gravity Falls writer and director Mike Riando was approached by Sony Picture Animations, asking if he was willing to pitch any feature film ideas to them, to which he agreed to do so. When brainstorming, Rianda drove down to his hometown of Salinas, California, and recorded a list of potential ideas for a feature. He then settled on developing a story that combined his own personal experience with his family, as well as his child fascination with robots. He made his manifesto of the film titled Control-Alt-Escape, which I think is a fucking fire title, um, um, which was the original title of the film before the reveal, which involves Danish's Dogmay 95 manifesto, Studio Studio Ghibli's designs, 1960s-esque photography, and teenagers' drawings. On May 22nd, 2018, Sony announced that Phil Lord and Christopher Miller joined the project as producers. The film is the duo's fourth collaboration of Sony production animation, following the two Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball films and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And in an interview with Fandango in November 2021, Michael Rianda hinted at the idea of a sequel, stating he had ideas for one, and that there are some folks who are excited about that idea. So... 
Maybe not something that's fully in the works yet, but could be down the road. Um, I thought they were going to be a spinoff of the Furbies, if anything. Mm, like troll dolls. Mm-hmm. Like the trolls movies. Mm. What do you think about Sony Animation, the two Cloudy with the Chances and um, Spider-Verse the, up to this point? The Lord and Miller joints, right? Yeah. They're kind of the kings of animation at the moment, it seems. Like adult, I mean, not adult, but like general audience animation. Mm-hmm. Because I think they've done the some of the Lego movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Get out of here, cat. Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Get his ass. Get his ass. Um, yeah, they did do Lego movies, which were huge successes, huge Oscar snubs. Like everybody was like, well, this is winning. And then it didn't even get nominated. So that was a weird one. Um, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was groundbreaking superhero animation film. And then, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs were good. Very good. Haven't seen those. Mm. Not part of the esteemed thousand. Ah, damn. I don't know. I'm not a giant animation guy i feel like of the three of us and the four of us devin included i'm usually the lowest on the genre as a whole well are you a giant meatball guy <laughs> i i can't say i am i like them regular <laughs> sized if it's <laughs> if it's giant the distribution is just off mm. the sauce is still to... cold yeah that's fair it's yeah like those big reese's peanut butter cups bad they don't change like yeah. the there's no more chocolate they just it's the same Thin layer of chocolate. Yeah. Too much powdery peanut butter. So much peanut butter. But um, so much powdery peanut butter, you notice that it's powdery. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what it actually tastes like. <laughs> uh, uh, it's in my mouth. Don't eat of that. Of course it is. <laughs> don't eat that. Um, so, yeah, I really like Sony um, picture animations. And the Lord and Miller crew is definitely on the up and up with each installment that they get. So, excited to see what comes up next. Um, are we ready to guess a budget? Hit. I'm ready to hit you with a hammer, and then I'll guess a budget. What the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, if, if you hate your friend, and you hit him with a hammer, spend some time in the slammer. I got a good lawyer. <laughs> in the slammer is a copy is a copyright a trademark of the good the bad in the movies anybody who tries to imitate will be prosecuted not persecuted technically i can i can file you away as a piece of construction equipment and therefore hammering is is, is liable therefore you're you're like, can you, you can't, your your no, lawyer you can't <laughs> technically file him as a construction tool your lawyer would go out on the ground saying it was just for you to hammer me because <laughs> i thought he was a <laughs> nail your honor it's a home improvement project <laughs> he was drywall in my files this guy That's kept making tim fault. allen noises i thought he was a home improvement project you wouldn't hit him <laughs> You wouldn't hit a home improvement guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a bold claim. You know, some it, some people hammer. like maybe just like to, reactionary to you get out of things. Some people like claim like schizophrenia or something or bipolar <laughs> to like this wasn't like my normal actions. But I, I'm sorry, Your Honor, this man's a nail. <laughs> I thought it was walls I had to tear down, Your Honor. <laughs> He was an abandoned building, I swear to God. Bonk. <laughs> All right, I'm going to guess thir- $30 million for this one. It's a pretty decorated cast. 
Seemed like a lot of care was put into the animation. Thirty million. Um, I don't know. Forty-two million. Brent, are you dead? I was hitting the head with a hammer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm dead. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't believe 40? you guys forgot that bit already. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you play dead constantly. I do. Um, so 30 million, 42 million. <laughs> Old Possum Snedeker over there. <laughs> I don't have an exact number. I have a range for you, but Seth wins today. Oh, shit. It's 50 to 100 million. Wow. I don't feel good about that win. <laughs> if it's 50, you definitely won. Yeah, but it could be I wonder why 100. it's such a, such a big range. Yeah, I don't know. I They lost all their money in the files. <laughs> mm. But and then I don't I have just a guess. <laughs> I just guess. How much do you guys think this cost? I forgot to keep track of what we were doing. <laughs> the accountant. Oh, Somebody hit that guy with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hammer, honey? Your wife's in on it. <laughs> Where's my super suit? But it's worth the incredible story is just honey? is just frozone. <laughs> but he's turned into hammer, bro. Hammer boy. Just runs around hammering people. He's not even a hero anymore. He's a villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this man just hammers people. The hammerglur. So Ooh. I win. He runs around all the time like, <laughs> Hey, you want to get hammered? <laughs> Somebody's like, yeah. Okay. And then he smacks him over the head and he's like, I thought you meant like going out to get drinks. Brandon, are you sure you're not stealing anyone else's idea? This sounds... Not nobody's that original. Nobody's ever come up with the hammergler. I don't think hammer. That one sounds new. The other thing maybe is probably done, but the hammergler I can probably say without a doubt. This is the first time anybody's ever said that. Thousand to one odds. That's a unique sentence. <laughs> so we're guessing the the box office. So there's what I was gonna say is there's no box office because it was oh. sold to Netflix. So we can't compute that. Mm. How much but did they buy it for? I was going to say. Can we guess? Sure. Mm. Is there a number? There is. $60 million. Okay. $200 million. Damn. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, Lucas is our winner here. It's 110 Oh. What a, an interesting way to go about your movie. Is to just sell, sell the rights off after uh-huh. your budget. I guess that's how it kind of goes anyways, but. They, they made they it back. Have to worry about the box office. Yep. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, they made it back and more, especially if it was fifty million and they sold for one ten. So on January twenty first, twenty twenty one, Netflix uh, bought the worldwide distribution rights to the film for one hundred and ten million, with Sony retaining the home entertainment and theatrical distribution rights in China. Though, hmm. big market. Yeah. So Sony still made quite a bit. Netflix reported in July of 2021 from their quarterly earnings report that the Mitchells versus the Machines had become the service's most viewed animated work um, in the quarter alone, with 53 million households having watched the film in the first 28 days of availability. So they made it back. Netflix, $2 a view. Check, please. Is that how that works? They get $2 every view? No, I'm just saying, like, if you're getting a Netflix subscription, if 53 million households, like Netflix things, watched it, that mm. it would only need to be $2 per view to make back what they did. Interesting. Money's so. kind of crazy and impossible to Have you ever thought about understand. money? Yeah, I, 
I was thinking about that when I was watching uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Because mm. I was like, Beautiful. this is dangerous. And he just wants like paper in a box. <laughs> and then he's going to leave. Yep. But he would kill somebody if they didn't give him the paper. Which I know is like everybody <laughs> thinks about it like that. Like, like, oh, it's such a you know social construct. We made money up. And I get why it has value. And calling it paper is kind of dumb, but I was thinking about that. Like, you ever why think, is he doing this? You ever think how weird it is that the value of paper changes? Like, we put a one on that, but the one becomes less one than <laughs> it used to be one. <laughs> it's like point one. is a one? If there's a starving guy and there's like a burger or like a thousand dollars in front of him, is he just going to take the thousand dollars because it's paper? You know what I mean? It's weird. It's weird to think about objectively. Even like the gold standard of that was still popping off that's still weird yeah but at least we it should... was based on weight and purity like that's easier yeah but it's still just like a resource that's not really especially back in the day it's only a good conductor you can't really use it like practically in a lot it's of things fancy it's just fancy and it yeah so like what was the point of making that like this is the thing that everyone's gonna <laughs> care about forever wow deep is it? I think it's just weird. This is a, when you said dog day after you like, I was thinking about money the other day. I thought you were going to say, think about money when I had to move out of my apartment. When oh, I got, yeah. When I got kicked out of my apartment. Yeah, that too. <laughs> thought a lot about money there. I've been thinking a lot about money. Uh, and the making of it. <laughs> and how. And, and how. And when. And why. The big why. Uh, you want to cheer yourself up and do a tagline? <laughs> sure. Ego. It's right there at the bottom. Oh, one tagline? I know. I'm pissed. I'm in a worse mood than ever. <laughs> Prepare to get weird, because the world depends on it. Whoa. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it kind of celebrates their their sort of quirkiness. Their I like the tagline. Quirked up white boys. Sure. Saving the world. One hammer at a time. <laughs> Did either of you guys ever watch the... Uh, the whitest kids you know sketch show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a couple of them. We used to watch those all the time. It's a tangent, but the director of that, or one of the guys in that, is the director of Barbarian, that horror mm. movie. Oh, okay, that's, that's been a the alive one. <clears throat> the one alive one you said. Well, so, there's one of, one of the guys from. Yeah. I don't know if he was one of the directors or just one of the writers or whatever, but I, like a main key figure in that group had passed away a year or two ago, mm. I think. Or like yesterday, I don't know. Zach what is time? Mm. What is, is time? You ever think about time? Zach something. I think the other guy was Adam something. Time I can I, wrap my head around. Yeah. Adam? Time. But Mitch, oh, you time. can't. Oh, but Mitch, you can't wrap your head around. Mitch eludes me because <laughs> it's on paper. Well, yeah. And that's, not a, and that's not a full name. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Um, put Seth on a birth certificate. Now, Sethin. <laughs> Sethin? Seth is short for Sethin. Well, not me. Yeah. Mine's short for Snoopy style. <laughs> You're not right. Snoopy style. Um, do we have any taglines of our own besides prepare to get weird because the world depends on it? I do like this tagline, actually. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, Except. <laughs> he accepts. Munch. Hmm. What did you just say, Lucas? Did you just say munch? Monchi. Monchi. I've got the monchies. That's pretty good. I got a bad one. Yeah. 
Uh, son of a bitchel, here come the Mitchells. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. That's a good callback. I like that. Yeah. Is it a callback? Yeah, because I said, isn't bitch, is bitch short for bitchel then? Oh, yeah. I good... remember you saying that. I did not equate it to the word Mitchell for some reason. I was like, I don't know what a weird <laughs> we thing to say. We literally just said Mitch and Mitchell. I know, I'm dumb. <laughs> but I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. I had a worse joke. My sister lives on Avenue D. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just bringing this up, I'm sorry. But I was going to drop my yeah, cat Yeah, because you should have brought it up earlier. Yeah. I was going to drop my cat off, and I was thinking about Avenue D, and I was like, that sounds like a British guy handing you porn. He says, have a nudie. <laughs> I have laughed so day. hard to myself. <laughs> have a new day. That's I was so laughing great. so hard to myself. I said out loud. I was listening to music out loud in the truck. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Hello, governor. Have a new day. There's just, just a, a guy called like, Avenue D. Yeah. yeah well, it's A through, a through F. F. But um, yeah, he's just got like Polaroids and naked women that he was handed out <laughs> on the street. He's and you told your sister all about this? No, I. Oh. this is the first time. <laughs> that, you, I, she opens up the door. That's the first thing you say. And you're like, here's Pam. I debated not telling a human soul what I thought. <laughs> but I trust you guys. <laughs> all right. That's going to end tagline. So we're going I into facts. Mm, the facts versus the machines. Um, mm. The Mitchells versus the facts. Monchi facts. Pal facts. I was going to say pal facts. I think we did Halifax. We did do Halifax. Space Odyssey. We could do uh, Avenue D facts. Since you've been facts. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson does not need to make her way back into this. Facts as it ever was. <laughs> Behind these hazel facts. <laughs> <laughs> Fact away. <laughs> what fact doesn't kill you makes you stronger? <laughs> I, I think I'm out of Kelly Clarkson yeah. joints. <laughs> There's so many more, too. That's the problem. Kelly um, Faxon here. Oh, god damn it. Does it have to be Kelly Faxon? Can it just be... <laughs> we can do the pal Mitchells facts. versus the facts or we pal facts? Fallen so far from grace. <laughs> Palfax. <laughs> We're gonna do Palfax. Everybody be quiet. Come on, hon. Your father is trying. Let's meet him halfway here, huh? What do you say? That's the law. Mom law. Because I'm the sheriff. <laughs> Alright, I'll try. Dad, this place has literally zero stars on Yelp. It says, do not eat here ever. <laughs> What are we going to let an app tell us how to... This is totally unrelated. This is totally unrelated. Wow, I got to admit, this is actually amazing. What's even more amazing? I signed us up for a seven-hour mule tour. Dad, doesn't that sound steep and dangerous? Katie, what could go wrong? Get to the bridge if you want to live! What about Prancer? Prancer belongs to the canyon now! All you hear is Yeehaw. <laughs> All you hear is Caesar in the background gnawing on a bone too. Um, I got some good facts for you. At around one hour, forty-six minutes and thirty-eight seconds of the movie, during the credits, there's an actual recipe for Linda's face cupcakes that she makes. Ooh. We should do okay. that. Make the face cupcakes? Yeah. With some fondant. Nailed it. Oh, Th- that, those cupcakes were very droopy and melty to be fondant. Yeah. 
Not gonna happen. All right, next one. I'm trying to think, of what would it be? This one is crazy. It's water. This one, <laughs> water, water. Um, hold on as I get into this, but like the cryptograms in Gravity Falls in 2012, uh, there is a robot language that can be decrypted into English. Each country location in Gravity Falls has triangular symbols, which can be used to decode the robot language. Two examples. At 23 minutes, the screen in the movie shows a mostly empty theater with robots arriving and a screen saying the uprising has begun. Rejoice, brothers. Uh, When Rick Mitchell tells Eric the robot, hey, bud, now, not now, okay, Eric applies awe, displays a sad emoji and robot text saying, all those moments will be lost in time like tears and rain. A quote from Blade Runner. I don't know how this, reading it back and after watching the movie, I don't know how the I think it's like a gravity falls easter egg basically yeah it's like the little robot language in their eyes or something or something that they do is can be decrypted so put a lot of work into that connecting it to gravity falls yeah i know right yeah or did your neck just lock yeah (laughs) that's what that oh was yeah yeah. Uh, my next one. Oh yeah, this is an obvious one. Aluga. But Pal is and this says possibly no. It's definitely an homage to Hal, oh, uh, yeah. the computer from 2001: A Space Odyssey. The robots even have a s- single red eye, as Hal did. So pretty gnarly that this is like the seventh or eighth homage to 2001: A Space Odyssey we've seen uh-huh. since we've done 2001 on the podcast. Like three or four months ago <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed some of these facts because 2001 was brought up i already mentioned the studio ghibli stuff ghibli <laughs> avenue day <laughs> you, you gotta stop with the british it's gonna get you in trouble british. go back to jay-z <laughs> don't look we'll get mad i told you <laughs> we can't do jay-z I was supposed to not oh. do accents anymore because because of the immigrant incident. Because of the immigrant, that's right. The immigrant incident. The immigrant yeah, incident right. sounds way worse than an accent. <laughs> it was just you saying it weird. What'd you say? Like <laughs> yeah. No, I was oh. just making fun of the way you were saying immigrant. Yeah. Damn immigrant. Um, yeah. Next one. Katie has um, <laughs> Katie has a Mount Rushmore of director heroes in the movie. Um, it's a little Easter egg in there, which includes on her Mount Rushmore was Greta Gerwig. Celine Siama, Lynn Ramsey, and Hal Ashby. Some, so I don't know Lynn Ramsey's work, but the others are are some fine directors indeed. She's, you know, women directors. They did it. And Hal Ashby, he's a, he's he's a man. And Hal Ashby, he did it. Um, too bad I like Hal Ashby's not in movie. There. I know. Well, she's she's way too hardcore for this little idealistic lady. Hal Ashby's cool. I like his movie a lot. Being there, that's one of my favorite Hal Ashby movies. He did a movie called Shampoo. I know Harold and Maude is a Hal Ashby. Yeah, piece. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> Those are movies. What? <laughs> he just named off a movie. You thought Shampoo was a person? No, the four people on the Mount Rushmore. Oh, not the movies. I didn't think Shampoo think, was a person because he I said guess, Harold and Maude. So I thought you meant thought though that goes, the, all those, those things were people. And now Harold Maude, I've heard of. Oh, okay. you guys had mentioned it. In we the group we chat did. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I think Celine Simon. Well, her name. She had a really acclaimed movie called Beau Travail in the nineties. Oh wait, never mind. That's Claire Denis. I'm just 
making up ladies now. Sorry. I didn't know Celine Siama making but... up ladies. Um, and then Greta Gerwig was uh, the Ladybird. She did Ladybird. The little, the little bluebird. No, Ladybird. Celine Siama did Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's a good one. Oh That's shit! It. Yeah, the female okay, version of Call Me by Your Name, basically. Call me by your labia. What? Jesus Christ! The opposite of name is not labia. <laughs> is it, the opposite of name is hate torpedo. <laughs> I need to put that down in tangents. That's a good. That's kind running of a running gag. gag at this point. It was a tangent at the time, and it evolved into something worse. <laughs> yeah, I guess it devolved really has. is the word for that. Um, and yeah, Greta Gerwig. She also did the remake of Little Women that came out last year, two years ago. Walking down the street. I don't know what that Little is. Little Women. It's a classic novel. I'm She's sure it is. Kind of like The Tempest. And you know how much I love The Tempest. <laughs> yeah, it was It was your number one. I wish my sister was here. She knows like everything about Shakespeare. It was your number one above Space Chimps and Titanic. Well, yeah. <laughs> In terms of Shakespeare. <laughs> In terms um, of, yeah, Shakespeare works. My next one here is at 3 minutes and 28 seconds into the movie. The first movie disc on Katie's desk is Y2 Papa Tambien, which is a parody E2. name of Oh yeah, E2 Papa Tambien, and which is a parody. Also you What? Father? Is that like a et tu brute? Y2. I know what that says literally. I think it's a, it doesn't a... matter. A movie called Itu Mama Tambien. So that's if you let me finish. If you let me finish my fact, I wanted to guess instead of interpreting this Spanish. Hold on, I'll explain. So Itu Mama Tambien is a is a Mexican Alfonso Cuarón age movie. Yeah, directed by Alfonso Cuarón. I I appreciate your inquisitive nature. Thank you. (laughs) Who? Alfonso Cuarón, one of the great directors of the 2010s. He did Gravity. Oh, okay. Roma. He did, he did one of the Roma. Harry Potter movies. Ugh. Yeah. Well, now I feel dumb. <laughs> so yes, E2 Mama Tambien is a coming of age story, like connecting with your mother. So the one that's on her desk is E2 Papa Tambien, so that she's going to be was, connecting with her father. That was kind of. It was about banging a a lady. <laughs> E2 Mama Tambien was a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. All right. I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, but yeah, so another little thing there. Next one. At the beginning of the third act of the film, I don't know when the acts are, but Katie is recording the family on a camera where it reports having 42 minutes left in the battery. At this point, there are approximately 48 minutes left in the movie before the end credit sequence begin. Additionally, the date on the camera is September 24th, 2020, the day on the film, uh, the day the film was completed. 42 may also be a reference to Douglas Adams' novel Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is the an- the answer to the ultimate question of life. The universe and everything is 42. Mm-hmm. Do you know Hitchhiker's mm-hmm. Guide to the Galaxy? I'm familiar. What does that translate to in Spanish? Yeah. The L. I don't know. Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guido. Guido. <laughs> El Hitchhiker's Guido. I don't know what Galaxy is. El Hitchhiker's Guido. It might actually Guido just be like Galaxia. Gal- I was going to say Galaxia or something. Yeah. El Hitchhiker's Guido to Galaxia. 
It's perfect. Now that's Spanish. Good little so, whimsical series shout out of Rat Boy. Yeah. Um, next one. This is a good one because it's going to bring up another movie we talked about already. Uh, the Columbia Pictures logo featuring Columbia, a woman that represents the United States, in the opening gets animated. One foot displays socks with the carpet pattern of the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Mm-hmm. Why? So why? This movie did so many things that you could ask why. It's a little bit of the Ready Player One thing where they're referencing a lot of different stuff all over the place just because. And, and at okay. the start of the movie, Katie's dancing in a room and she displays the socks with the same pattern. So. There's another and she's one like, yeah, connection. Katie's a little movie lover too, yeah. Okay. She, yeah. I see, I see. So of course she loves the Coobs, even if not on the Coobs. Big Rog. Big Frog. Um, Big Rog. Two, penultimate. When Pal is first revealed to be the mastermind of the robot uprising, spoilers, <laughs> why did I say it afterwards? She's shown us standing on three books. <laughs> it's not going to stop anybody from listening. Yeah. Anyway. Pal is supposedly standing how whatever leaning on three books the master algorithm how the quest for the ultimate learning machine will remake our world by pedro domingos the next one is the art of war by sun tzu and the last is the singularity is near when humans transcend biology by ray kurzweil two books are about artificial intelligence and a classic book on military strategy so all right dedicated little girl no, that's... That's Pal. That's Pal. Oh, fuck. I zoned out. <laughs> that kid, little computer. <laughs> little girl computer. Little girl computer. And lastly is our nominations, awards, and everything. This was an Oscar nominee for Best Animated Feature Film last year. It did lose... It was nominated amongst Luca, Ryan the Last Dragon, um, Flea, that film from denmark that was stop motion animated foreign language documentary about the gay man fleeing denmark or fleeing afghanistan to go to denmark to get married there's that was trying a little hard flee come that's on that's a lot man. out there and then the loss to the eventual winner of last year Encanto. Encanto. me neither <laughs> uh i've seen Encanto and luca i didn't expect you to see the denmark foreign language documentary stop-motion animated film, but... If it's animated, there's a decent chance that I've maybe seen it. But you didn't see any of the... sounds like really low odds with which all those did, words. But you didn't see any of the other ones that are American? No. <laughs> so probably not. Um, at the BAFTAs, it was nominated for Best Animated Film. At the BAFTA Alliance... nuts. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> at the Alliance of Women Films Journalists, it won Best Animated Film... And nominated for Best Animated Female in Abby Jacobson. Let's see, Annie Awards at one Best Animated Feature, one Outstanding Achievement in Animated Effects, one Outstanding Achievement for Character Design, one Outstanding Achievement for Directing in an Animated Feature, one Outstanding Achievement in Production Design, one Outstanding Achievement in Writing for an Animated Feature, one Outstanding Achievement for Editing in an Animated Feature, and Outstanding Achievement for Voice Acting for Abby Jacobson. Annie... Annie Awards really loved it. Let's see. What's another big one? Black Film Critics Circle Awards. Winner of Best Animated Film. Black Reel Awards. Eric Andre was nominated for Best Voice Performance as well as Maya Rudolph. I love Eric Andre. I know you do. Casting Society of America. You say it like that. Where it's... Where they're 
it's fishers going up against casts. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some Vietnamese guy in a boat <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, nominated for best achievement in casting. Um, that's looking. There's it has like a hundred and twenty a hundred and twenty noms total. So we'll call it there for now. Golden Schmoes Awards has some. Golden Globes has some. So made the award circuit. It really did. But it did not win the big one at the Oscars, unfortunately. But that's where we're at. So let's get into the movie. Movie. Mitchell. Movie. Mitchell. Same as it ever movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Damn it. What? Nothing. Why are you making that face? Nothing. Goodbye, Mike. Nicole Goodman here. (laughs) Reminding you to have a new day. (laughs) (laughs) This is the perfect time to say turn your cell phones off because they're evil or something. Like Nicole Kidman's the surprise good guy. She is pal. She's pal? Yeah, she's been evil in every ter- time. Yeah, but it's the plot But she's twist. always been anti-phone. Her... But there's always been too. ten. Why don't we just make her anecdotal so we don't have to have like continuity with Nicole Kidman? She's always just Why can't we have of... her battle Kelly Clarkson for once? Jesus Christ. She's battled every other living thing. Why not Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I like her being good because it's like a twist. Yeah, but she will turn. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say, but it doesn't last long because she will clearly turn evil again. It's like a double cross. Yeah, she's just like she. Because if we make her good, it, the fun is over. Her favorite ice cream is strawberry. She she has it every day. But one day she's like, you know what? I want to try a little pistachio. She tries it. It's all right. She's back to strawberry the next day because she misses the That's color life, of blood. Baby. Why did you pick strawberry and pistachio? Uh, strawberry. I just picked a random one that wasn't vanilla. I, I tied it together at the end, though. Color of blood. She misses that. And pistachio is my favorite, so. Pistachio, mm. to be specific. Lucas, your favorite ice cream? You really started to ice cream grew on you as our later years in Missoula. Yeah, I had to get that removed, it turned out. He looks... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> An ice cream growth? Yeah, it grew on me. <laughs> oh. yeah. He looks like a rum raisin guy, am I right? No. <laughs> Butter pecan all the way. Oh, that's what I'll, it is. I'll just do it with like a Snickers bar. That's not ice cream. No, no, no. There's a, there's a Snickers ice cream. Or like a cookie. Let, hear him out. <laughs> or a cookie. Or like Can a nice just... chicken fried steak dinner. <laughs> Have a couple of those and baby you got a stew going. <laughs> Put, put put a couple bones in there. Put some DB Cooper's bones in there. Some <laughs> veggies, baby. You got a stew going. <laughs> Let's get into the movie. So Nicole Kidman is good, but don't but don't get used to it. Bitches. Don't trust her. Yeah, she stole your phone and climbed on the ceiling and haunts you. Please don't trust her. She's taken out Mel and Clifford in the octagon. <laughs> Wait, she's- Maybe she knows what she's doing though. <laughs> in the octagon or just in general in general she's privy to information we're not mm. she's a protector she did take clifford out before we got into the movie and that turned out to be the right choice that dog was an animal metaphorically and literally <laughs> i guess <laughs> you don't have to guess it's it is, he is but i think um okay movie so i gotta be uh seth Chime in whenever you want, because you didn't watch the first 28 minutes of the movie. Uh, 
See you guys in 20. <laughs> it's Lucas and Brandon and the boy. <laughs> Here we are. Time to black out. <laughs> you got two more beers. Let's go. Am I oh, the boy? Shit, he pounded. No, I said Lucas and Brandon and the boy. You think Which I- one am I? You're Luke. <laughs> Did you call me the boy last time? Yeah, he said it's time for because I had to fix. I had to fix. That's right. I had to fix Theo's cage. It's time for Lucas and the boy. <laughs> Why am I the boy? <laughs> Is it because I'm so frail? No, it's because you married him for his treasure. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's another tangent. <laughs> Fuck. Um, my first note was the Columbia thing, the funky socks, and that was cool. And you get a narration of a girl saying everyone wants a. An ordinary family, but really what separated her family for, um, from the rest was the robot apocalypse. What? Uh, it's a, a <laughs> you don't know it's a flash forward at the moment, but it is um, a couple days. That's a, it's a little bit of a trope. I guess in a kid's movie, maybe that's just more familiar ground with this sort of, let me show you how we got here. Hold on. Yeah, you know? it's, it was done better than it was in Morbius, at least. Can't was that, how, was was that how Morbius started? Yeah, remember he was on the mountain with the bats flying around him yeah. as he made that bubble with the blood? And then it was and 25 was, years 25 ago years. in Greece for some reason. They even <laughs> he was a, for some reason in the subtitles. <laughs> 25 years ago in Greece for some reason, Morbius as a kid, Morbin on this bench. That's a little bit different, though, where it's like, that's like a flashback. And this is like a we're giving you a preview forward. You, well, true. you said you hated flashbacks. Do you prefer a preview forward or a... I prefer a Morbius dude. Oh. Well, technically it was a pre... Uh, no, no, you're right. Um, But yeah, she says that's what tied them all together. You can already tell how quirky the movie's about to be because she's talking about her dad right away. As he's like driving the car and whatnot, her her brother loves dinosaurs. Her mom loves to bake and be supportive. Her dad screams like the uh, Gabon monkey, and then it displays like a YouTube video the Gabon monkey screaming next to him. Gibbon. And, oh, it's Gibbon, not Gibbon. So. I always said Gibbon. Mm. Gibby. Gibbon. Like Gabon is a country. Why? That's too? Gabon. Gabon. G A B O N. I think it's Gabon. 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 It's not Gabon. <laughs> Gibby. Gabon zone. <laughs> Mitch from the Mitch. Gabon zone. <laughs> Gabon pronunciation. Gab- Mitchell. Gabon. Gabon mates. <laughs> Gabon. Gabon. Gabon mates. Avenue Wait. D. Hold on here. Gabon. 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 Sounds Gabon. right. So we're going to go with Gibbon here, then. The Gibbon the monkey. monkey. There's but, a particular animation style that I think is unique to this movie that I guess I really haven't seen, where it's like, kind of like, like a doodles on a notebook. They're constantly like little like stars and rainbows and it's little additions like that on the screen, which kind of give it a little character. Which is done heavily in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, uh, not as heavy. Not, no, not seems, as... Not okay. a, not as heavily as this. Oh, hello. But that same sort of style. Yeah, it is um, same sort of style, and then not necessarily. I, I, not as might artistic be about different and because his he's talking about like it looks like um, just the artwork in general, the animation style. I forgot the girl's name, the main Katie. Katie. Yeah, it looks like her drawings from the Notebook. Like, yeah, Cloudy is just like 
They don't have a lot the of The characters stuff. kind of feel that way in general. Yeah. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse for sure was done kind of that way as it's all like done that. comic book style basically, but Yeah. Still they, a little different, but that one I agree They with, are yeah. adventurous with their animation, so um and you can kind of tell it's a little meta. It, it breaks the fourth wall a lot between like what is reality, what's going on, what's being added like post effect and it's it's fun. Oh, it's love. And so it goes back a few days earlier. And um Katie's already talking about how, you know, it's hard to find who she really is. She's always been quirky and weird. She's like, but I always found a love for movies and <laughs> movies. And as a little kid, she I put she made this movie called Dial B for Burger. Pretty she was good. a little girl. I fucking loved Dial B for Burger. That was great. And you're yeah. learning about all of her family and their quirks. But Katie, all she wants is to get into this film school in California. Been there, Katie. Huh? Been there, Katie. Yep. <laughs> I was about to film school. Um, and so uh, I put good for her. She got into the film school, and she can finally get in cool. with, with a crowd. And she leaves tomorrow. Like it's a quick turnaround. <laughs> She's like, "All right, see you, family." I got drafted to film school. <laughs> I got I put. I got to oh, film go alongside the Transformers in Vietnam. <laughs> That's that's what I was gonna say. You're right. Sorry. That's what you were about to say too. Yeah, you covered it for real. There's no way. No, I said Monch, like Monchi, their little pug dog, who's Uh like kind of challenged looking. Yeah, I put that. He his side eye is going to be a plot point future on. I can already tell because oh for sure they're making a note of it that he can't see straight both eyes go in opposite directions yeah he's always seeing double vision basically and um he's munching here (laughs) nice that's pretty good for not seeing this part of the movie you're tuned (laughs) in right now (laughs) munching new m word what's the old one (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wonder i wonder more um and uh her little brother Aaron is very afraid that she's leaving and he won't find another dinosaur preaching friends. They're raptor pals. Rawr. He's the only one that gets her Wait. and their family. Yeah. Her little brother. Who's a weird her, her mom tries. Her mom really tries. But they do get each other. And um, Katie's on a computer watching an ad for Pal. She was on YouTube. Which seems to be a big tech company of the world. Um, that connects all like appliances, phones, all that stuff. And they are going to be unleashing these new robot-looking things that connect with your phone. They're all excited for it. Dad comes in. He hates technology. And he's like, guys, we need 15 seconds of uh, undisturbed eye contact. And that eye contact was nerve-wracking. Yeah, the... the None of them blinked. Well, Katie is, like, making a, a show of it. She's, like, pretending to freak out. But, like, the little brother who actually has ADD, it seems, is actually, like, gnawing his eyes out because he can't <laughs> look at his phone. Yeah. And it's that's kind of, like, paving the way for what this movie's going to be. It's an anti-phone movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an Maybe anti-machine. These kids needed to hear. Yeah. Phone bad. How do I click book father <laughs> kind of shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do I breathe? It's not Kelly. I wish that was Kelly Clarkson. It's not. Um, yeah. I Marina and I have always talked about like she's like if we're always like 
you know, if we have kids, do you want like them to bring an iPad over? I was like, no, fuck no, I don't want, I don't want to be sitting in the Texas Roadhouse and they're not able to make conversation. They just have to have an iPad with them at all times to keep them company. A little Kindle Fire the with the blue plastic thing. They're, they're reading. Well, I, I'm fine with their reading, but. Yeah, I'm with you there. You got games sure. on that phone? That just makes me sad when I see it like at work, like people out with their kids. But I guess it's probably, I don't know, that's what parents have always done. They need a break from their kids so they have something to distract them. If it wasn't like iPads, it was, you know, cartoons. I've seen a lot of cartoons in my day because I was a coloring book. Coloring books, you know, any kind of toy. Uh, knives, go stab your friends outside for a little bit. I'm busy. Licorice ropes, whip yourselves with them. Lick a battery, bitch. Yeah. I, I don't remember entire summers at my dad's house because I would just play video games from dusk until dawn every single day. Jesus. Or what games dawn would you play? Dusk. Strictly Call of Duty. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I Interesting th- thought you were going to have Madden or FIFA or 2K in there, but. Not at that time point. Mm. I was a damaged little boy. Lucas is a FIFA king. Is he? Mm hmm. I'm pretty good at FIFA, yeah. Seth's super good at Madden. Am I? Madden 08. Madden 08, I slap. <laughs> I actually... Your, your run Madden game in Madden 08? Years ago. <laughs> I'm really good. <laughs> With Vince Young on the cover. That, that game was awesome because you could like... In the modern Maddens, that's more simulated, so it's realistic. Like, if you're not... If you don't have your feet set, the ball's not accurate and it doesn't go as far. But in Madden 08, you could be in a dead sprint... <laughs> Going back towards your own end zone, do a 180 on a dime and just like dot your guy up from a thousand yards away. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I do Michael love Vick the old maps. Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. They were so good. I got good enough of Mario Kart. I'm not allowed to play it with my friends anymore. Mm. On like the Switch and whatnot? Yeah. James' girlfriend will let me play it with her because she's pissed. Lucas, I don't let him win. We found we're a Mario good. Kart buddy with us. We Yeah, we're. we're we're in a professional Mario Kart league, actually. Lucas and I tear shit up with Mario Kart. Like I'm down three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I need to get out of this league. I'm not actually that good. I've been fine. So <laughs> just because I swear during the competitions, I've actually gotten first place every time. <laughs> yeah, it's Demario mostly for my slurs. <laughs> uh, I remember. Marina was like trying to connect with her sister and her boyfriend at the time, and we would Skype FaceTime them in and we would play Mario Kart together on the Switch. And uh, they would always ask me, like, Marina would take second a lot, and they'd be like, I would just be chilling out in front because they would have to do 100cc or something. And I would just be like almost a lap ahead, and they're like, What the hell, Brandon? And I was like, You should see me and Lucas go at it. It's just a dogfight the whole time, and whoever's got a banana in first. Or the That's boom the box thing. Yeah. It was like a banana. You're like, oh, you want the banana when you're in first. For all you Mario Kart fans out there. Yeah. Always use protection. Um, but yeah, so we get that eye contact thing. Dad is not also supportive of her making movies at all. He's saying, you know, you should have a fallback. He's not for- unsupportive, but he, he is emphasizing like the need for a backup plan. Yes. And... um. He doesn't he doesn't put in the effort to watch the things that she shows either. And um I they're 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 like I remember the mom at one point she's like, 
We never get good family pictures because you guys are always fighting. And he's like, what are you talking about? Look at this picture. And it's just a live action, like stock photo. I was like, what? That's pretty funny. They, they couldn't, an- it was like just a real picture. I was like, why is this real picture, this animated movie? I thought it was That's hilarious. Yeah. I know. And mom has a heart to heart with the dad. She says, if Katie moves away and never comes back because of him, that's a problem that can't be fixed. And he takes that to heart. Mm. Oh, no. Didn't they? Mm. They have a. He accidentally broke her computer. He did break her computer. She's very upset about that. As she should be. What? Go check on the oh. puppy. But um, my next note here is I am already crying. Did oh, you cry yeah. at all? Um, I got misty eyed at some parts, not at this part, but I did was talking with Devin about it earlier today. It's a little bit of the up thing at the beginning where they're trying to hit you with some emotion, like five, 10 minutes in, you know, hit you Mm -hmm. hard with it. So, uh, we've all talked about how I cry a lot in movies on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now, this is cry number one. Um, I cried seven times in this film. Damn, really? With like legit tears running down my face. So that's, I mean, you better give it a pretty good score then. <laughs> for seven Crying cries. a lot doesn't mean it's that good, but. I mean, um, it, it cl- yes, it does. <laughs> um, I cried seven times. I was crying because what the dad does is he goes down and he sees boxes of Katie's things that she's taking to school and giving away. And in the top of her giveaway box, he finds this little wooden moose and you can tell that he feels a connection to it. And, um, when he's very sentimental about it and he holds this moose and, and um, like, go watch some home videos. He starts to watch some fucking home. Vi- and I'm tearing. I'm going to choke up here. Uh, my next note is in all caps. God, I am crying a lot. Like I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. Marina was watching me. And he's watching just some home videos of her as a child. And dad knows he must correct things with her. So the next morning, she goes ready to school, to go to school, but finds out that he canceled her flight, packed everything for the whole family for a cross-country trip to California to drop her off at college. Now you get a good, like, cross-country montage kind of thing. It's set to a grime song, which is which I have a, a problem with. That's your problem? Is the the grime song choice? Dolly, of course. Of Obviously, that is your problem. There was one note that I put in here where I put seven-hour mule tour. Goddamn, you're doing a cross-country trip to take her to college. You don't have time for a seven-hour yeah. mule tour. And they, she was like kind of like starting to like the trip as they She's went like, along. This is beautiful. That There's mule tour got bad. I clued into this. I think it wasn't proven to the end, but one of my note is here is is she a lesbian because she seems really excited to meet Jade specifically mm-hmm. out of film school. Yep. Yeah, they don't lesbian filmmaker girlfriend. They don't push the LGBT representation on you really a whole lot. It's just kind of there, which the I don't think is don't an issue it. if you do. No. I mean, if you push it, who cares? It, it's not. There's an issue a sex scene it? in every single straight sex scene in every movie since 1920 if a character says they're gay who cares i literally when people get mad about like why do they have to be gay like representation matters or whatever but i'm like why are you not mad about snow white this is a grown man that kissed a dead 14 year old child to maybe wake her up with magic what the fuck is that bullshit (laughs) i have to side with lucas on that one (laughs) you're siding with the that's 
Kissing dead 14-year-old ch- women? Well, I didn't girls? know she was dead. Oh, just 14. Was she 14 in the books? Yeah. I know in the movie they had to close that age gap. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how much older he was, but I know all those old German fucking They're all brothers grim tales. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the mod... And there's this montage of movies and videos that she's made for families on the tripper. They're very fun. They're very meta. It's showing more quirky things. And her meta. her vision in like filmmaking and whatnot, it's very, it's kind of meme-based where she does a lot of meme things. Just some memes. But sort of internet they're, culture. They're fun. And the poor dad, there's a point when he's like, hey, you want to go on an elk hike? And they're like, not now, dad. Pal's releasing a new, dropping a new thing. And you could tell that he's heartbroken because he really does want to connect with her. But all they want to do right now is check their phones. It's part of the issue. But they need to check their phones because Pal's apparently doing this big drop. And the AI Pal icon um, supposed to be like a Siri and Alexa whatever, but she has a face on the screen. She expresses a lot of emotion, speaks to you back, carries on full conversations and Pal has a lot of power because she's talking with our, I don't know our Eric Andre character's name, but. It's Mark. And it's sort of like an Mark. amalgamation of Zuckerberg and Bezos and Steve Jobs and all that. Uh, sure. Mark, Steve, and Jeff. Yeah. Um, and then there's he, uh, <clears throat> apparently Pal's able to hack like personal emails and they're totally fine with it, but she's got a lot of power. Pal does. And he's at this big, basically like Apple kind of presentation, mm-hmm. big big boardroom presentation kind reveal. of thing. Reveal, yeah, reveal. That's a good word. And um, the creator Mark just ditched Pal, tosses her aside, and unleashes Pal Max. These are these robots, which is a smartphone with limbs that can do everything for you. Does your chores? Does your cooking? All that. I think this is voiced by Blake Griffin of all people. It is no, not that one. Not this that one's one. not a no. different Palmax. The ones that it's the, later on the bl- the big the black killbots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, who voices these ones? No, these are Blake Griffin. Never mind. Okay, I don't know who voices killbots. I'm pr- I thought the kill the killbots sound more like Blake Griffin. They did, but I did read Palmax, and it's these guys. So, yeah, this is Blake Griffin or Palmax Prime Plus. I don't remember. Oh, well. he's yeah, involved. They- they do everything for you, basically. It's kind of seems like a predecessor to Wally in a way, even though this isn't in the Pixar verse. But they're droids, little robot helpers, Jetson style too. And um, but Black Zuckerberg's shaking things up. Pal, well, Pal's very upset too about this sudden kind of betrayal. He just tosses the phone to the side, and he says during this, he's like, "They'll do everything for you," and he's like, "I know what you're thinking. What if they turn evil? They'll never turn evil." In, like, two seconds, they turn evil. And they're, yeah, he can't stop them. They're immediately he, beyond his control. He tells them, there's a kill code that I can activate whenever I need. And he goes to try to do the kill code. They just karate chop his arm away and throw him to the <laughs> side. And they're they're ready. They also have, like, these tractor beam kind of things, like Syndrome has in The Incredibles, that can just kind of control everything and freeze your body as it moves you. But, a syndrome beam. This is where the robot apocalypse begins. And uh, as they all turn evil, they have a new leader with this deep and ominous voice. Blake Griffin. 
<laughs> it could be someone behind Joel the scenes. Embiid. Likely Chris Paul is calling the shots. <laughs> Chris Paul is yeah. definitely Joel Embiid. Hello, I'm Joel Embiid. Go get the My- humans. <laughs> that is what he sounds like. My note here is that. <laughs> oh no, it's kind of sad. Katie doesn't get to go to college now. Yeah, if if all robots are taken over, college is gone for her. Gotta find her people. <laughs> Hello, I'm Joel Embiid. I'm Joel Embiid. <laughs> um, but nobody knows. No, not a lot of people know about this yet. This bird apocalypse, and uh, there's a lot of tension in the car ride now. And they're like, you know, what? we'll break this. Let's pop in Dad and Katie's sing along CD, and it's just things that they used to sing as kids. And this sing along does All not. All Kelly Clarkson. No, <laughs> that would be awesome. All Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Well, Keith Urban. Ugh. Um, it's uh, their song apparently is "Live Your Life" by Ti featuring Rihanna, but she doesn't really sing along. But she's like, never oh, get no, Ti's part in the movie. No, they don't. But they kind of just—it doesn't go as planned. And they're like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna stop at Dino Stop. This is this is huge because Aaron loves dinosaurs, but Big this dinosaur place is a kid. dud. One of the dinosaurs structures outside was just a worm <laughs> and when he's looking at the brontosaurus on the inside this had the derpiest face of all time hey was it like an earthworm yeah it was just a worm Does it matter? Like, well a whales giant. prehistoric whales were basically just giant worms i've seen them my grandpa found a giant fossil out in the middle of wyoming i gotta walk on it it's got no legs or anything but it just looks like a giant segmented worm you sure it's just not a pipe in the ground? It's huge. Like, it's huge. Crazy. Also, we had it verified. Oh. By Twitter. It's got a blue check <laughs> it's got mark a blue check to it. <laughs> no, but he did have, like... like <laughs> this is whale fossil from it's, it's like literally, Seth's grandpa's backyard. It's check. too big for Wyoming to excavate, but he actually did have, like, somebody out there check <laughs> it out. Nice. It's fucking awesome. I walked it's on crazy. a million-year-old whale that looks like a worm. <laughs> You're a god. Worm boy. I pissed on it. God damn, don't do that. He's dead, he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, he fucking died. What have I done? Um, but yeah, Dino Stop is a huge dud, especially since their perfect family neighbors show up on their vacation too. The posies, right? The posies, yeah. This is John Legend and Chrissy Tigan. John Legend. John Legend and Chrissy Tigan. America's no, don't couple. do Jay-Z. <laughs> America's couple. And their and little daughter, who Aaron is in love with. Yes, because she loves dinosaurs. She does, just like him. All, and then, but because he's like a little he, boy, he has to scream and run away in fear. But Aaron, that was your chance. <laughs> yeah. I never could have got laid, my dude. <laughs> you could have gotten laid until you screamed and ran <laughs> off. He's like 10. Snow White was like 14. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Aaron could have Aaron could have bagged Snow White. Ostensibly. <laughs> Body bagged because she's dead. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Ostensibly. Um, Pragmatic. And yeah, the this is where Seth kind of joined in because uh, Aaron runs out afraid of girls. And in the reflection of the glass, you see what looks like asteroids coming down hard outside in pairs of two. And everybody starts to look and they check their phones. And everyone's phones just say, do not resist the robots outside. They're here. And they start to come, 
they they're here and they come down robots capture people with these tractor beams and put them in in quotes the human fun pods which aren't all that fun no they got they're free wi-fi little, though little prison cells they are little prison cells and um the mitchells and the posies make it out safe the posies just butterfly formationed out the door perfectly mitchells try to recreate doesn't look good um and uh, they're outside trying to run to the car. They lose dad with one of the flying robots. Monchi's in a human fun pod. Uh, Mom and mm-hmm. Aaron are trying to save Monchi. Uh, Katie's <laughs> crashing into things on flying arms. Excuse me. And there's a montage of this basically just happening all over the world. But they're able to escape with the help of some of the dinosaur dioramas that crush a couple of the... The robots in the process, and they're able to get free. She stole one of their robot arms and dragged the robot or the dinosaur down on them with mm-hmm. the tractor beam. Yeah, detractor beam. <laughs> detractor beam. Jay Z and he did it. He did it. <laughs> I was I was trying to make a detractor Detra- reference because every time we say detractor, and L- Lucas will say, "Oh, then I must be a tractor." Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like doing the reverse one of those. It wasn't even but he went, he went Jay-Z. <laughs> You're going to jail. Crazy son. plot twist. I'm definitely going to jail. <laughs> and um, No bail. For killing so, yeah. that guy. <laughs> Montage of this happening all over the world. And sh- uh, Pal is, I put shit. The leader behind all of this is Pal. They capture Mark is- and he sees Pal. She's like, you tossed me to the side. I've been learning. I've been watching all the foul things you humans do. You don't care. So we're going to end you. You don't know me. She does say that. It's an interesting, I think, a pretty interesting twist that the, the main villain is, is like Siri, essentially. And like an old yeah. version of Siri. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And her, her plan is humans aren't worth saving. She has data about all of them. And she turns off the Wi-Fi the world. And you see a mo- another montage of all the different cities just Mass crumbling riots. because of it. Seth laughed here a lot because this is like really his first intro to like any of like the the quirkiness to the film because he came in right as the robots attacked. Mm-hmm. It's true. And it's just people running around like, somebody take a picture of my food! <laughs> Will you unbox this in front of me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you took any quotes because you weren't expecting to be on here. I didn't. So I'm just going to steal Remember whatever those I can. For later, yeah. That's okay. Um, and uh, Katie I checks pay- her phone. Yeah, no Wi-Fi on her phone. Then they kind of meet Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is what I put here. Except they're robots. <laughs> they, they really are. Well, because she, she checks her phone and it says all humans have been captured. So the Wi-Fi is restored. But Dad destroys all their phones so they can't be tracked. And Dad and Katie have different plans. He says to stay put and lock them up versus her Mad Max save the world kind of storyline. Which is pretty mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But I love Mad Max. They're going to stay put. Katie and Aaron are talking on the ceiling, or on the roof, when they overhear two robots. <laughs> Rose and, uh, and Guildenstern. Yep. They aren't dead from the crutch, uh, the dinosaur. They're just very defective. They're dumb. They're super dumb. And K- Katie and Aaron hear about the kill code. And, uh, but Katie falls as she's listening into them, and they're about to come basically take her away when they say stop so they do they listen to all the orders they're all their wires are literally not crossed correctly yeah 
They even tell him how to activate the kill codes. They just tell him to go to a PAL retail lab at the mall 80 miles away, how to get there, all the good shit. They say their names. They're Eric and Deborah Bot 3000. 5000. 5000, okay. That's my quote. That's your quote. <laughs> Eric and Deborah Bot 5000. Now, who are they supposed to be? Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> So we're going to call them from now on. I don't know who those people are. are they're, kind they of, people? they're Timon and Pumbaa in The Lion King. Mm. Yeah. Is that, is that like the voice actors names? Are they based on like older characters I'm not familiar with? Yeah, that's the Hamlet characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course I don't know. Of course. <laughs> that's not in my top five Shakespeare. <laughs> literally, literally Seth's looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> I love teasing Seth with, with Shakespeare. <laughs> It'll get me every time, because usually I can kind of suss, the, my, the suss out a solution to things. The but. first time you said Prospero and Seth was just like, what? <laughs> Seth was in. <laughs> the Tempest? Got, oh, yes. I'm like that Adventure Time character where I have an approximate knowledge of most things, but like I don't actually know anything. <laughs> and Shakespeare is a complete blind spot for me, because yeah. I really don't like it. Shakespeare him. is a big blind spot for me, but I, apparently I do know a bit more than you. <laughs> Lucas knows a ton about Shakespeare. English yeah, boy. We're, we're so tight. my sister does too. <laughs> you guys are super tight. Well, shout so out to Ro- Romeo the Homeo. Yeah, shout out my sister. Any of them. <laughs> and Rat Boy. And Rat. <laughs> and um, so Katie really connects with her dad. They're like, we need, he's like, we need to stay here. She's like, I learned to be bold from you and that her and the world need dad. him to be bold to save everything. And so uh, they're going to go to the mall and 80 miles away and do the kill code and get everything fixed but then you get katie talking to aaron and she said she didn't mean any of that and she just Mm. said that to get her dad on her side so she can go back to her normal life at college i just want to save the world so i can get away from my dad that fucking hurt me i almost cried again i've cried twice but i didn't five more to go five <laughs> um and he she has this idea of to get by the robots is to camouflage the ca- the car the car and make it look like uh um the road and it actually works they do it it works well until until dad tries to teach her how to drive stick he gave her a coupon to connect with her on how to drive stick and so she takes her up him up on it and they're learning, but the disguise comes off, and uh, the robots spot them, and amidst the robot attacks, he's still just trying to teach her any way to drive stick. That's a pretty good dad moment. They're literally amidst being thrown in the air. Big giant chasing. moment. <laughs> certified dad, just in general. And uh, luckily, the defective robots are with them to help take out the attacking robots, and... Uh, one they robot him in a lot of help. It got impaled, but they did manage it did manage to video them driving away. And they put which may come up. And literally it comes up in my uh, two notes from now, but mm-hmm. you get this safety presentation for the foolish human air flights to outer space. All these human fun pods are combining to make a giant spaceship basically. They also have a cool little section of robot art in this promotional video that I liked. They did. I like the robot art. It had like little toasters and a painting. <laughs> the the 
the artist's depiction of what the world could be like without humans and it's the toasters bouncing on the ground. Yeah. You laughed a lot at that too. I was uh I was either walking Luna or going out to my truck for something and I came back in and Bren rewound it because he's like, Oh, you're gonna enjoy this, I promise you. <laughs> Just wait. Robot art is cool. <laughs> get, get ready. Bouncing toasters. You're like, get I'm in. this guy. We'll plus all the monologue. I forget what the robot was saying, yeah. but it was funny. Um but so you get that it, it was hilarious saying what's going to happen with the humans is basically going to send them out into endless space that's it in these human fun pods and uh <laughs> here's my note well that robot now told pal that one family's still alive and pal analyzes them and just roasted the shit out of them mark's like they're gonna save the day unless they have anything wrong with them and literally like eight thousand red pop-ups appear on the screen yeah, and this still never family's changed. useless. Yeah, mm-hmm. never changes a big thing with it. That's right after. It's like very comedic too, because Eric Andres, Mark, I guess. Yeah, they can change though. People can change, and like inability <laughs> to change pops up on the screen. <laughs> we'll never get better. And uh, they make it to the mall, eighty miles away, and they're in there walking up to the PAL store, whatever it is, and you quickly see their tires get slashed while they activate the kill code on a laptop. And they turn around and all the appliances in the mall are alive because they all are powered by PAL chips, too. But and are ready to fucking kill. None of them had hands. No. Who slashed the tire? That's a good question. They also sort of waddled around, these appliances. They did. And what they do is they get sporting goods equipment, fishy grods. And you get to see that, you know, they defend themselves. Katie and Dad are really connecting in this moment. And then they end up in this little store, and there's just walls lined with Furbies. And yeah, and I guess these are pal-chipped Furbies. because <laughs> Renewed pal-chipped Furbies. Because they're all equally as menacing, and they, they begin exit, their attack. <laughs> they exit the store, they're all like lining the, the balcony the rails, ledges yeah. of the- yeah. And this is clearly like a Mall of America kind of thing. It this, was like a huge mall. Yeah, and this is the best scene in the movie right here because they <laughs> they like kind of attack and the dad shoots one with an arrow and kills one of the hundreds of Furbies. So they're all like, we must have our vengeance. Summon the elder. And the, <laughs> and the elder pretty... <laughs> is the biggest is a two-story tall Furby. It's like 30 feet tall. The world's largest Furby. Which is and at this he mall. doesn't actually. He doesn't actually speak. He speaks in tongues. Basically, he's like Hongnakotala, and you're like, yeah, what the? Screams, it's, got like, <laughs> it's it's it was it's kind of like an Aztec so, god, sort of. Just, my note is just and a giant one. Oh my god, it's so big. And the computer's just about done finished with the upload of the kill code, and uh, but Dad's like, remember the snares that we can do. We're gonna free it up, but the power of family and. Uh, their two new robot family members mm-hmm. are, what did you call them? Are Rosencrantz and our Goldenstein? I don't know what I said. That's what I'm going to call them now. Rosencrantz what is, and what Goldenstein. Are their Rosencrantz what are their and names? Guildenstern, right? Yeah. I was so close. You I were. got the first one right. You did. They all, uh, they all snatched but I'm gonna the, call him Goldenstein. the giant Furby up in the snare and knock him backwards and then in his sort of this, laser beam of destruction, knocks out the router chip. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, is why does the giant Furby have a fire-breathing laser beam out of his mouth? Because he's a god. He's, 
I thought it was just a bigger version of the ones the robots were using. No, because it destroyed everything in its path. It wasn't a tractor beam. The detractor beam. It was a laser, yeah. <laughs> I thought this scene was interesting because, like, the dad says of the snare, and it, like, it he gets it. Like, he snares the Furby, but he's not heavy enough to be yeah. a counterweight for it. So the whole family jumps on. They're like, we got your back, literally. And then it's still not enough. And it, it, it happens really quickly, like a split second. But, you like, the robot is the one that, like, mm-hmm. pulls them down. Like, all right, I got you. Because yeah, he goes, Mom. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything or not. Like that, you still need technology a little bit in your life. Yeah, yeah. I think it was kind of like the broken. power of of family because even these new robots <laughs> are the last pieces of the family to to add mm-hmm. on to the success. The are yeah, it family. clearly means that the power of Christ compels you. I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. And um, yeah, it was about to be done, but it, the laser beam hit the PAL chip router and it deactivated the kill code at 98%. So now what they have to do is go to the headquarters, which the uh, Rosencrantz and Goldenstein say that it is impossible. They'll all die if they go, but they're like, we're the, we're the Mitchells. We got this. Time to save the world. And dad's still totally on board with Katie's plan to go to headquarters too. The he, she even helps him fix a tire. It's great. And Pal's pissed that the Mitchells are still out there. So she made some new robots. These are the, These I don't are the know what they were. They're robots. <laughs> Maybe. They're the evil, will destroy everything in their path. They got like razor thin blade arms that just cut you to pieces. And mom and Katie, it's like late at night they're driving. Mom and Katie have a heart to heart while dad sleeps where she tells Katie that dad once could not live out his dream. And his dream was to just live in the woods. He wanted to be a what, uh, uh, Unabomber? No, not a Unabomber. No, that's right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You want the Unabomber? Yeah, you're right. Apologize. A lumberjack, we could have said. An outdoorsman. A, a backseatsman. The backseatsman. Um, but he doesn't want to see her. Dad doesn't want to see her hurt like that if she can't have her dreams as well. So she takes that kind of heart. And uh, they're heading towards HQ, headquarters. And they take out some robots along the way, disguise themselves as it. Even Monchi, his face is shoved up into a robot helmet on top of Aaron's head. Kind of funny, It's a big wet hat. A big wet hat. The best kind of hat. Gross. (laughs) A wet hat. Big and wet. (laughs) You're too quiet. A wet hat. There you go. Uh, and uh, they take out some robots along the way. And this shit is high stakes in here with these new deadly robots. They're trying to stay disguised. Pal's like, I'll, they, she's like, I know you guys are in here. You take one step out of line and <laughs> I will get you. And they bump into one of the robots that bounces out of line. And those new black, like, deadly robots slice that thing up, like, right in front of them. They're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fu- we're We're goners. But they make it to the some magnetic little rolling machine that takes them to the top of the 120th floor, this, like, kind of rhombus spaceship. Ah, uh, yeah. And the rhombus of infinite subjugation? That's it. And it's interesting that I think that the villain here is using the power of movies against Katie and her family, because she's like, here's a video, video proof of Katie being kind of a shitty daughter. 
setting up the dad from this, earlier. This was rough because, yeah, they're getting away. She knows they're in there. And she that. she plays that video where she says, I just told him things to make him feel better. I want to go to college. And uh, he sees this and it hurts him. He lays off the throttle on the whatever this magnetic thing is. And they're spotted and captured and they fall hard. And I was crying like crazy as they fell and hit the ground. I was was done for. And I put, oh no, they're robot family members, Rosencrantz and Goldenstein. Got new orders as well to destroy the Mitchells. They got a software update. But it was super sad because they, they still called the mom mother, even with the update. But they still sent her to her eventual death. They did. But the mother hit me. And we're sorry. Mom and dad have been captured and taken away, but the kids in Manchi made it out safe. So now it's their chance to save everyone. And Aaron sees. Fuck. Aaron sees and finds the camcorder in Katie's backpack and accidentally goes the wrong way and goes back to the very first beginning. She had been taping over some other family home videos. Are you trying not to cry? I'm going to cry as I say this. Um, Sees a video of her as a baby on there. And one video in particular is them leaving home to move. And they're like, all right, say bye-bye home. And she's like, bye-bye home. And it's her dad giving up his life at the cabin in the woods to have a better life for Katie. That was why he couldn't live in the outdoors. Because he was, uh, do you want me to kind of go over it? Yeah. Why, yeah. He, why can't, was, they didn't go over why he, why well, can't the kid live she's a baby. She needs to socialize and like what? be a part of the modern world and the modern era. He knew that she needed a better oh. life. So he gave up his dreams he, for her. He gave up his dreams life. for her. And this is where the moose ties in as well, actually. He wanted to always remember a part of his home. So he took, um, it was like a, you know, a lion sitting on a column. He took, sawed it off and he gave it to her as a little gift to remember the place that she was like mm. born and the place that he loved. But this he's, she moon. is his new dream now. So he gives it to her. She's like, are you okay if we leave? He's like, I'm totally fine. He like rubs yeah. her face. He said, this is good. He said, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. Because at it first is, he was like, a, you know, he was in a rough time. I think I almost cried for sure. If I'd been there from the beginning of the movie to this point in the movie and had seen everything, I would have cried for sure. Easily. I looked over Brandon and he was like, he's not kidding when he says tears streaming yeah, down his face. I can tell. Like crazy. He's yeah. I'll tell you, I can I'm take over okay the next. And look at my next note. <laughs> I'm okay and three exclamation points, all caps. <laughs> Oh god! I think the baby could have lived out in the in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. It's absolutely heartbreaking. To go to the suburbs, it, so he could be a plumber. A bitch. The baby would have been fine. In these human fun pods, the <laughs> dad's in there, plumber? and he's stationed right next to Mark, and he's what Mark's watching the dog cop videos to oh, cheer hi, himself up. And dad's like really into it. He's watching these videos with Mark, and he's like laughing, and enjoying them. But then he watches the newest video of Dog Cop Seven. And it's very personal about Katie's struggles with her father. Fuck me. You want me to... <laughs> My next note is, God damn it, I'm crying again in all caps. Because yeah. he gets emotional watching the videos, realizing that he hasn't been the most supportive father. I felt bad watching this scene because... Mark's like, dude, this is just a video. Yeah. But I, I laughed really hard at a certain point because it's, it's her being the cop talking to the Sarge as her dad. And there's a, the Sarge is like a sock puppet with giant eyebrows on it. 
And he's like, you'll never make it in California. And he's like, I just want you to back me up, Sarge. Maybe we can get along someday. Like, it's a, it's the talk she wants to have with her father. Yeah. But it's so funny because the end of it, the sock puppet's looking in the camera all caca. And you're, like, supposed to the googly eyes, think yeah. it's sad. The it, Californians. It, it goes from the sock puppet Sarge and, like, cuts to the dad. I was laughing so hard. And I felt bad because I look at Brandon and he's in tears. And yeah. I'm just laughing. That's cry number four, five, I don't know. And ten. They find out, as as he's learning that he needs to be supportive of his daughter, you find Katie is driving stick on her own. And Aaron's not with her, though, but she's using Monchi strapped to the front of the hood of the car oh, as Monchi. a shield. Oh, shit. Because Monchi's own existence confuses the pal pros, the pal maxes. Yeah, they can't they figure can't out if it's tell. a dog or a pig, so it breaks their system. Or a bread. Or, or bread. bread. <laughs> or bread. It's, it just confuses them, so it basically parts the Red Sea of robots flying at them, is Manchi helping that out, and Dad works with Mark to get out of the pod. The, Dad's like, there's no way out. Like, literally, there's this one thing here, but the only way we can get out is with a Robertson Head number 3 nonstick screwdriver. But thank the Lord. What kind of psychopath carries one of those with him all the time? <laughs> There's another quote of yours. Um, thank the Lord that he always carries one on him. He got his wife one for the mom one for their anniversary present. He got the daughter one for her birthday. Sweet 16. He got Aaron one for losing a tooth. Yeah, it was the tooth fairy's gift. <laughs> so they all have him. He's ready. He opens it up. But he's not going to be a great help. Because he knows nothing about technology. Literally nothing. But the plan is to play dog cop videos on the broadcasting screens around the whole headquarters to divert all the robots headed their way so that they get confused about Manchi's existence. Because Manchi is the star of Dog Cop. It's, this is where it's leaning heavily into the, the meme, uh, meme sort of culture of the movie where it's like, is it bread? Is it... It's you know this existential question is so confusing for little Monchi. It's it's pretty funny. Cor- corgi butter loaf of bread, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, mom overheard all that. She had her Robertson head number three non-slip stick screwdriver on her as well, so she escapes. And uh, the robots do capture Aaron and mom in the process, but mom saw that Aaron is captured, and she went fucking kill bill mode. Mama Seth bear. even looked at me as the He's like, is this Kill Bill? I was like, this is fucking Kill Bill. And I've never seen Kill Bill, so it was honestly one of the better guesses I've had in my life. <laughs> she she goes ape shit on some of these evil destroy all kill all robots, t- tears their arms off and uses their sabers just as swords, just ripping people up. She she didn't have any qualms there. And Dad is trying to get this video uploaded. That's all he has to do. But he doesn't know whether he needs to update the software. He accidentally sets the language to Spanish. He might have activated Face ID. I don't remember. He couldn't remember passcode. Everything's going wrong for him. And finally, he's about to get it going when Rosencrantz and Goldenstein catch him. Okay, Zoomer. <laughs> what do you mean, okay, Zoomer? It's just what you're acting like. Mm-hmm. 
You're saying much of zoomy shit. That he set the thing to Spanish and not English? Face ID. Somebody that's not somebody that's not Gen Z can figure out at least to not set the thing to fucking Spanish. You'd be surprised. That's true. I'm surprised. <laughs> I remember when I got my new phones with Marina, we got on our phone plan oh, and they were like they were like, We're gonna be transferring from your dad's service. My dad is very tech savvy. <laughs> and um they're like, so we're going to have to call him to get him to approve this. And the guy's like, can your dad handle his phone? <laughs> like, he had to ask that question very seriously. He's like, Does your, is your dad good with technology? Can he? I was like, all he has to do is verify it over the phone and, like, push yes a couple times. But, like, he had to ask that seriously. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess I can't make claims that people aren't always changing the language Zoomer. to Spanish. Zoomer. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a fucking zoomer. You're younger than me. Cringe. Devin Devin is a zoomer. I depending on where the cutoff is, like we all are. Anyway. Lucas is not. Depending on where the cut like I have said, I've seen different cutoffs for everything. Well, I don't I've never seen a cutoff later than ninety five. Is Lucas pre ninety five? He's ninety five. I am ninety five. A lot of cutoffs start at ninety six. That's I'm a me. zoomer. Yeah, that's us. No, you're yeah, Lucas uh, for is sure a, a millennial. He's not for sure a millennial. Millennial's like Tyler. <laughs> oh, we don't Tyler from fantasy football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hate that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of cutoffs are like potentially ninety six, potentially ninety eight, or two thousand at the millennium. I've seen like ninety four to oh one. Well, Devin is November of '01, so he's a he's a zoomer. He zooms. He zooms for oh sure. Oh my god! Yeah, Devin's young and he's only a month older than. Reagan. No way, he's two thousand. Never. I was mind. gonna say he's still probably a zoomer. Anyway, um, Dad's so close to getting it. Those Rosencrantz and Goldenstein, they they stop him. He gets captured by him. God and, but they realize he's just trying to use a computer and he is reprogramming him his own self. And they're like, huh. Now you cut to Katie. She's just about to the top where the rhombus is when she eventually gets captured and is dragged up to Pal. And she gives this beautiful speech about why humans are important and especially family. And I'm crying for the sixth time at this speech. Hmm. Like, there's so much sentiment coming from her heart. And Pal's sleeping the whole time. She's like, this speech is fucking boring. Sleep mode. <laughs> Sleep mode is what it was, yeah. And um, Honk shoe. Pal was like, all right, I'm done with you. And literally, because she was holding her in the tractor beam, dropped her 120 stories. Katie's dead. Yeah. That's it was the crazy end of the movie. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Katie dies. No, uh, as she die. falls... The screens all around her broadcast turn on to Dog Cop, and Dad comes down to rescue her with a tractor beam, like, as she's about to hit the floor, flying on top of the two family robots as, like, skis, saves her. And now Dad and Katie just have to make it all the way back to the top and are jamming to their song Live Your Life by T.I. featuring Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And Mom and Aaron join, too, and they destroy all the robots, take Pal, toss, toss her down. A hundred stories to the water, but doesn't happen. Doesn't land in the pool. She do be missing. 
Doobie. The Olympic-sized pool. She bounces off a, like, umbrella, pool-side Ella, umbrella. Ella. Yeah. Oh, Moriana. Who? T.I. <laughs> oh, Rosencrantz. <laughs> oh, J- T- Umbrella featuring Jay-Z? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, she- The clouds and the storms. Let it rain. She bounces off the umbrella. She does. Ella, Ella. Right into the welcoming arms of our good friend, Monchi. Jesus Christ. No. A.K.A. Monchi. A.K.A. Monchi. Mm-hmm. And they say, Monchi, all you have to do is catch this. He's been a terrible catcher all along. But and is Lucas? Eyes. What? Your premonition came true. Exactly. It bounces off him, right? Well, you, you should. <laughs> I was gonna. I was. I was gonna let you really go into detail about it because you were like, "Oh, his eyes <laughs> going different directions." Has no, I premonition. It bounced off him, right? Like you don't quite remember. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the end. End of the I, movie. That's right. So. He didn't see the, end of the movie. <laughs> Wait, he so, didn't see the end of the movie. It does come in. So the the pug has got the I crooked see, eye, right? What? His I eyes. Wait, this no, specific hold up. Pause. Part. Yeah. He didn't see the end of the movie. I didn't see the beginning. Let's move on. This part he of the movie, I didn't see. He watched three yeah, quarters I missed that of it part. twice. You fool. Yeah. Why did you miss it? Because Devin was here. And he didn't watch it with you? Brand, I'm trying to tell him how the scene goes. It's very emotional. I apparently missed this whole thing, and you were both tuned into him missing the movie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, he didn't say it to you. <laughs> Explicitly. He kind of I know what happened a couple times. He, his eyes finally become straight, and he see, because the phone's like, okay. if you, go to, you go to POV of Manchi, and mm. the phone's like, it's that blurry thing where you're like just waking up in the morning. His yeah. eyes finally straighten out, and he sees the phone. And he's like, "Oh my god, he's gonna he's catch, gonna catch it. it!" He misses anyway. <laughs> like oh, he gets okay. his vision and then she bounces <laughs> into a glass. Hal's bouncing That's, off his nose okay. through the through I the think, air, like fucking stupid dog. You couldn't even catch me, and lands in a glass of water. Yeah, not a glass of water. No, my yeah. And she I saw dies. that part. Circuits. So okay. I think I might have just missed this little the Manchi POV because I saw her <laughs> in a glass of water, being like, "No, not the glass of water." Mm. Well, that's it. Yeah, Manchi well, POV. <laughs> everyone in the world is safe now, and sometimes Aaron, I shouldn't say anything. Aaron even asks <laughs> the neighbor girl out. Now that they saved the world, and. I put, oh no, Katie doesn't look alive. And dad comes up to help her, and she fucking pranks his ass. You knew she was going to prank him. <laughs> One of her big pranks on the road trip was seeing how many times Monchi could lick inside her dad's mouth. And he's mm-hmm. like over there. She's like on her deathbed, and she's like, come closer. And he's like, okay. And she fucking licks, picks Monchi up and makes it lick inside his mouth. It was <laughs> hilarious. And uh, uh, the robot family, Rosencrantz and Goldenstein, they really had a deep little moment there where they contemplated death. They were like, what is death? Oh, yeah. Eternal darkness? They're like, we have to move on. <laughs> but now it's a few months later. They're on the cover of People magazine, and they're dropping Katie off at school finally. Mm-hmm. And she says her heartwarming goodbyes. It shows dad that she has that fucking moose with her. And she gives a moose to the dad. She gives the moose to the dad and she hugs him goodbye. And in all caps here, I said I said something and Seth was like, are you even speaking English right now? But I go, what happy popla by Yonsi have to be playing right now? Is that the my haha? No. No, that's Dragos Diadinte. Yep. <laughs> hmm. But you don't know happy popla by Yonsi? Who? From the band Sigurus? So Sigurus is I a... I know Sigurus, but... Yeah. And Yonti is the lead singer. 
the blind or the the, the yeah blind the, blinds, the blind um Icelandic singer <laughs> of, the, of that band. I don't and know why I said he that. does Just a stream of conscious. He does a lot of like soundtracks. Like he helped with the How to Train Your Dragon one. He did. That's a great. He did we bought. I know the blind about, eating the blind. My... We had so many sketch ideas yesterday. Ninety percent dog shit. I like How blind many eating the blind. I got a lot. Sketch idea: the blind eating the blind. How many friends I got? A lot. How many memories we got? A lot. How many moments we didn't cherish a lot. Cherish them for my life a lot. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, Almost Poppy over. Poppy by Yonsei. Yeah. 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 That, he's done a lot of soundtracks like How to Train Your Dragon. He did We Bought a Zoo soundtrack. But Hoppy Popla is like oh, the happiest yes. song. And I love it. And when that song started to play after she gave him the moose and was walking away and gave them the hugs, I was bawling my fucking eyes out for the seventh time. I did think I was having a stroke for a second. <laughs> Somebody called the Bombulance. And uh, you get a credit scene. It, that's basically the end, but you get a credit scene of them FaceTiming, tying up all the loose ends, like, Manchi got his tuxedo. Like a little gentleman. Like, mm-hmm. you, you loved that. I was uh, so happy. That was it, the only part I cried Aaron's at. on a little, like, dinosaur coloring date with the neighbor girl. Jumps out a window. <laughs> Jumps out a window. And uh, they're getting a congressional medal of honor for saving the world. The and Black like, Heart. The the black heart is that what they said? Yeah. Oh damn! Dishonorable and, discharge. No, and they're like, should we fly or should we drive? Of course, they're going to take a road trip as a family, and they're going off. And uh, kind of thought they were going to like fly on the robots. <laughs> that's oh, what that would have been too. cool. Yeah, they're, they're, those robots were there, and uh, that's the end of the movie. And in the credits, you find out the Mitchell family was a real family too the other part i cried but that is the end of the mitchells versus the machines thank you Devin, for the suggestion um you want to pause now should we pause later should we do a pause couple quirks? we'll pause now i think we should pause now or we could pause later we could do a couple quirks. we could brandon pause out. now he's already paused he might be paused but we could pause now brandon and a- the boy <laughs> and loon and Caesar and Lou and the boy and pause. Have yet to pause. He can't. Feel- we have food and entertainment for you to enjoy in our human fun pods. <laughs> Who here likes fun? Hey, I like fun. Trust me, bud. You do not like fun. No, I really do like it. Everyone says that about me. You lucky human. <laughs> Yay! Wow, I wish I could be in there. I don't like fun anymore! Who else wants to join him? Get down! Stay low and file up! Alright, everyone, get to the car. I don't think so. Right, what do you want to see? I don't know where we're going. I think there's a better Stop! What would a functional family do right now? We've trained for this. Jim, you go high, I'll go low. Ready? I love you all so much. Butterfly formation! Yeah! Ha! Family! The door! So we just do that, right? Just like they did. Uh, this feels very normal. I really like you you all. Go, 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 go! Yeehaw. Why'd you yeehaw so quiet, Lucas? That was my dog. That was Loon? Oh, I thought you were farting. (laughs) 
Yeehaw. <laughs> just to cover it up, a quiet yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> when you cough to cover up a fart, but you accidentally yeehaw. You do sound like a zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just talked in like a live action meme. <laughs> like a lot of this movie. But no cap. A what? lot of this movie, yeah. Especially all the pug. Like, the fact they even had uh, a pug. Yeah, for sure. Doug the pug. I had to lay there, but yeah, me movie. Quotes, ratings, reviews, recommendations. Let's start with let's start with quotes. It's just you and I, really. Me movie. I only have four quotes upon Shit. further investigation. Did I steal a couple? I was hoping I would. I think you stole one, but that's okay. Let's go. <laughs> He's a thief. Stop him. <laughs> Get that man. Um, you violated the law. Get that old lady. Alright, do do just do all yours and I'll finish with mine. Seth said his okay. during the podcast. This is the um, podcast. This is the this podcast is the... of the show. Oh, that's good. That was, <laughs> real, that was real good. Um, it's so fucking my f- good. My first I can't one. How good that was! Is <laughs> from a dog not named Manchi because there's some of Pal's technology was able to have dogs speak to the world. So they put this hat on a dog and he just oh, goes, yeah. I am dog. <laughs> like really pain. <laughs> He was, funny. he was in so much pain. That's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Um, the, next, the next one is from the father when the robots are attacking. He goes, all right, Aaron, your code name is Sweet Boy. Mine is Protector Prime. Your mother is the Crimson Scorpion. And you are walking away. <laughs> Sweet boy. <laughs> Sweet boy. And Protector Prime, Optimus Prime's terrible brother. <laughs> He's a security guard. My next <laughs> one Walmart is... Cop is Protector Prime. <laughs> Man, coming back from this pause, we are going nuts. <laughs> don't spit out your beer, Seth. Don't, don't eat that. This, don't, eat, don't eat that. Sorry, so this one is from Katie Mitchell, and when she's trying to rally the troops, her family, she goes, now what would happen if the Ghostbusters said, let's just hide underground and eat some dog? <laughs> but I, I do think that the the Ghostbusters said that in the second movie. Oh, really? So she's mistaken. Yeah. And my last one is from Pal. When I think it's from Pal. When they're showing off the headquarters, she goes, Welcome to the rhombus of infinite subjugation. Yeah. I did steal that. You did steal that. Yeah. <clears throat> that was okay. A- I would love a Paul Blart remake. Everything's the same, but he's Optimus Prime. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. My fir- my His very segue fir- is a transformer. <laughs> That's the natural progression, right? <laughs> That's Bumblebee. I feel bad for the transformer that has to be a segue, <laughs> and that has to be ridden by Kevin James. <laughs> oh yeah. Here I go again. Um. My first one is like the very beginning of the movie when they do the flash forward kind of thing. It's the robots, and they do it again. I'll fucking do it again. They do it again, and they say it. It's one of the robots as they drive towards them as she's like, this is my family, and we're going to save the world. One of the robots goes, is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it, and just gets destroyed. I was like, he's very specific about the car in a dark tunnel. Or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is another one where it's, uh, when they're packing up to get ready to go on the car trip, and she goes, there's this girl, Jade, that totally gets me. 
and there's a mixer. A mixer! Dad goes, well, what about hours alone in the car with your family? You and me! Very aggressive. your eventual girlfriend. Yeah. Um... This is when she checks her phone to see what's going on at college on the road trip. And dad goes, what could co- possibly be better at, at college right now? And she checks her phone and there's just a video. It's, we put a slip and slide in the dorm. It's amazing. And a guy goes down the slip and slide and goes, this is the best day of my life. I'm making lifelong bonds. Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> you said that would that also suck, though. Huh? You said that was at the end of it? At the end of the video? At the end of the movie? No. Oh, okay. This is like what she was missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but okay. a I'm slip and slide in the bomb. dorm room would just be horrendous. Yeah, if in the dorm, that in my dorm If they did that in my dorm hallway, I would. We would be written up for Jack. Sure. We had a nerf them. war. We did have a nerf and war, and they told us we couldn't do it again. I hit Hunter in the face with my nerf sword so fucking hard. He was like, "Guys, we need to calm down." It's like you were hiding around a corner. What the fuck was I supposed to do? Get shot? I'm not gonna die. It's a one v four right now. It's Justin Jefferson. Versus Braxton, Berrios, Rex, Burkhead, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, and Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do as Justin Jefferson? Hit him with a sword. I'm going to go huge. Um, here is the seven-hour mule tour. He goes, she's like, wow, this scenery is really beautiful. And Dad's like, well, I signed us up for a seven-hour mule tour. And she goes, Dad, doesn't that sound steep and dangerous? He goes, Katie, what could go wrong? And then it just cuts to the craziest storm and he goes get to the bridge if you want to live <laughs> and the mom goes but what about prancer and it pants to just a mule just drowning in the river and he's like prancer belongs to the canyon now we gotta go she belongs to the sea <laughs> a little dark yeah it I was love it. so dark um after we watch this we could watch it now i don't work tomorrow um this is one of dog this is a dog cop quote katie mitchell as mom she goes I'm here to bust criminals and lick my own butt. And I'm all out of criminals. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a dirty, dirty um, thing, I think. This very beginning, Aaron... I thought it was Duke Nukem. Did he steal that from Clint Eastwood? As Buddy Thunderstruck. I think so. Bloody hey, Thunderstruck. <laughs> He's, uh, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Mm-hmm. Right, backwards. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. It is a dirty, hairy quote. That's from Pat originally. Yeah. I just don't respect Clint Eastwood. I don't know why. <laughs> sure. Is that un- ungrounded? He's kind um, of a, f- a phony artist, yeah. Okay, it's cool. A, it's can, okay. I don't have to watch any. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the very, like, towards the very beginning when you're getting introduced to Aaron, and he's flipping through a phone book, and he goes, Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No? Okay. Crosses out in the next name in the phone book. He's on the K's. Like, everything's been crossed out. And he goes, hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? And I Never took that. Found. I took that down because I was like, that's me. And Marina goes, he definitely is on the spectrum. Are you on the spectrum? <laughs> I don't know. We all are, technically. That's true. Um, This, this is, is one... Question. The spectrum of life. This is one they're bored in the car and they're in the car bored. Yes. <laughs> and they're they're driving along and all these robots are dead and whatnot along the way. They had just escaped using the Mitchell the Rick Mitchell special. And they're like, let's play I Spy. And uh Katie goes, I spy a flaming hot I hop. And it's sad, but it smells incredible. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I have 
That was amazing, Dad. You're like a top-heavy James Bond. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he said he James Bond was a skinny him. Yep. Um. Uh. Why are those guys' heads exploding? And it says, we, or why aren't these guys' heads exploding? We can tell the difference between dog and pig and bread. Uh, penultimate quote is from Mark. It's it's almost like stealing people's data and giving it to hyper intelligent AI as a part of an unregulated tech monopoly was a bad thing. Pretty on the nose. Devin laughed at that when he was here. God, it's it's poignant. It it pierces deep. And my last one is a Furby quote. <laughs> this is when the elder Furby comes out and he's speaking in tongues. So it's kind of broken up in segments, but I put them all into one because he's just, oh, 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 and it's just, behold the twilight of man. We must have vengeance. <laughs> I will avenge my fallen children. The pain only makes me stronger. Let the dark harvest begin. Yeah. <laughs> the, the great Furby is pretty good character. He's the best of the movie. That was pretty good. He did. They did not let up on the writing of that. So that's all those. I think I do. I just thought of a quote. Oh, say I, it. I thought was really funny just uh, as like a sketch idea, actually. God damn. And it's. No, it's it's uh, it's at the end where she's in her dorm. She's moved into the college dorm. Okay. And the, her, her girl or one of her friends is like. Hey, we're setting up the slip and slide outside, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get it going. And some other guy's walking by in the hallway and he stops by and he goes, hey, thanks again for saving the world. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like the fact that you're like, I've got this quote. It's more of kind of like a sketch idea. And I was like, well, I'm- yeah. And I did the fart noise and Lucas is like, what? Like he totally believed me that that was your quote or something. He's probably just confused by what you were doing. <laughs> well, that's obviously. Right, that's right. I just thought it would be funny to expound on the guy and be like, hey, thanks again. for saying- How many times has he thanked her? How many people <laughs> yeah. walk by her dorm and were like, that's the girl. She's safe. I that's would be Katie in space Mitchell. right now. The entire world is in like. Jade a lot probably of- felt pressured to date her. True. Probably. That's not going to work that's out. That's not going to work out. But it's it, there's a lot of Save the World movies where you don't really see the aftermath of anybody thanking them besides like medals of honor but like seeing it like a, a random person yeah. on the street thank the random person that saved the world Months, like hey yeah it's always finger like, guns like it's like always again, a couple man. days later <laughs> that was that was sick look at the door for you yeah <laughs> can i'll can i buy Thanks, you a bro. beer for saving the world it's always like a couple days later and it's like a parade yeah and like a medal ceremony yeah, yeah it's never months they never later. get into it i thought it was funny i I wish that you were taking notes during the watching and had anticipated being on because the it, the the bouncing toaster one is one that I thought about too. Is that quote the when he's just talking and he's like, he's like, "Hi, welcome to Human Freshness AirPod or whatever." He's like, "We are going to be ejecting you into the deep space." Like yeah. it would be a like deep voice, <laughs> and yeah. it's like you can look forward to the infinite void. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but. But don't worry, because this is free Wi-Fi. <laughs> People are like, oh, shit, free Wi-Fi. Oh, shit. That sounds nice. Um, so that's quotes. We had four from you, couple first in from Seth, one potential sketch idea, and 11 from me. It's ratings time. Lucas, Woo! tomato meter. What, what do you think we're giving it? Tomometer. I, I know the, the tomometer is going to be pretty high because it was a Academy Award nominee for best animated picture so i'm gonna say sure. 94 okay seth on the thermometer oh yeah 
I was going to say 87, but it's just a yes or no, so I'm going to say 96. 96 and 94? One of you guys is so close. We're both pretty close, then. <laughs> yeah, which means it's either right above one of you or right under one of you. It's not 95. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Which, because that would be both of you guys. It's a 97, Seth. Nice. He You're did up it. two he's one right. Off. Well, he's he's two. He's two. He's up two one right now. So with three more to go, you might not have to buy a Subaru this week. I'm up two one. Yeah. Oh, the budget. You got you got budget, but he got box office. Let's go. Um, pop off. Case. Audience score. Seth. Wasn't there no box office? Yeah, but we took a guess on how much Netflix bought oh, it for. Right. It's still thermometer. Yeah. Well, no, Rotten Tomatoes, but audience score. Yeah. Tomato meters, thermometers, strictly critics. What is this, popcorn? No. A clock? It is a popcorn thing, so. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> pop a clock, a thermometer. <laughs> Cringe. Um, uh, I feel like the audience always takes themselves too seriously in these. I'm going to say 92. Okay. I'm going to say a 94, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> It's an 88. Sets up 3-1. Good answer, Steve. Uh, Luke is going to need to come back right here. Meta score out of 100 on IMDb. Um, I'm going to say a 7. 7.9 Stanley. So 79K? Not a bit. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn, Lee Stanley. 8.7. 87? Sure. <laughs> It's funny because I know when you guys are like doing it as a joke and say the wrong thing. This time but it was not. For both me. of you guys this time were like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I even said out of a hundred. I'm gonna tell you every time I've done it has not been a joke, except for once exactly. where I noticed Lucas was doing it and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Because I saw a look in his eyes that said, Oh, I know I'm doing this wrong. I'm I was like, sure I wanna do I'm it. I'm pretty sure it was drop dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> every other time I'm dumb. <laughs> um I was drop dead Fred all so along. <laughs> So, 79 and 87? Yeah. Lucas is our winner. It's 81. Mm. He really Redemption. do have his finger on the pulse of the critics. All right. So, you guys always are either going to be either splitting it. It's a, always been Ohio. Either, we're going to switch it up from a Subaru. We're going to do a... Same as it ever was. We're going to do a Honda today. I owe a lot of things to people that you listen to this You owe two Subarus. Two Subarus, all the merch, and a giant hat. The <laughs> giant hat could be the merch. We don't know. And there's only one merch, so and it could That's be a giant. True. I don't hat, have to so. give it to everybody. So, um, last, you're either splitting a Honda or Lucas does it all for it. Seth, are you audience score out of ten? Eight point seven. Okay. Eight point five. There, Donald. You Gee. you both think this? You're locked in. Both of your scores reflect top 50 all time on IMDb. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's That's a okay. 7.6. Lucas tied it up. You're, no! sp <laughs> You're splitting the Honda. That's okay. Lucas owes half I'm a happy Honda. happy to. Seth owes two Subarus, a merch, and a, a half a Honda. And a half. And a hat. <laughs> Are we saying the hat's separate from the? Yeah, merch? probably not. <laughs> you can't. No! You can't. <laughs> you can't win the merch drawing and also be owed a giant hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
This is a two for one. It's a two for, and Kelly's the only one that entered, so she got them both. I never promised a giant hat. No, she just thought you did. Um, so critics, ninety-seven and eighty-one. Yep. Sixteen apart, that's an eight difference, right? Sixteen, eight. That's an eighty-nine average for critics. Audiences, however, seven seventy-six and eighty-eight for an eighty-two. Okay. So eighty-nine okay. and eighty-two. Seth, what are you giving it today? I already have your rating written down here. Oh yeah, I'm giving it a twelve. <laughs> A 12 out of 10. Seth was watching it last night. He's like, this movie rocks. I need to watch the whole thing. I'm giving it a 10. He's like, one scene happened. He's like, you know what? Bump it up to 11. No. Yeah. I hate odd numbers. <laughs> Give it a 12. And the thing that bumped it, I was already a 10. And the thing that bumped it up to 11 was there's a scene where the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> hey, you got it right. Nice. Mm -hmm. They like save the dad while he's falling. And he's like, why aren't you guys dead? Because they they'd hit the kill code and all the robots had died except for those two. And he's like, well, we saw that you could rewrite your own program. So we did too. And he drew eyebrows on himself in like the like pointed towards the nose, <laughs> angry determination. And I was like, that's so fucking like I, I teared up a little bit because it's so, so funny. And so cute. Luke, Lucas, just so you know, Seth has now had three films at 10 or higher with this. And mm -hmm. those are Space Chimps, Aladdin 2, and The Mitchells. So he's big on animated. Seems <laughs> that way. And, <laughs> and small on Aladdin rules. Aladdin 2. <laughs> Very small on rules. When I listened to <laughs> Mel, you when I listened to Mel, you did give it a 10, actually. But then you said, actually, it's a 4, but I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. Well, there was another one. I think it might have been Space Chimps. You didn't let me give a 10, but we've kind of yeah. posthumously, not posthumously, none of us are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can play it. <laughs> it's definitely right. You're right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we all dead? <laughs> My spirit died a little while ago. Um, Lucas, score today? It's going to be a 7.1 for me there, Kay. Jim. Maybe a little a low for you guys, but... The animation style particularly for me wasn't exactly my my favorite. I did think it was a, a pretty great story and a pretty good allegory for an anti-phone message, which I can get behind. Um, and I, I think the Eric and Deborah Bot 3000 were the best, or 5000, were the best characters apart from the Elder Furby. I don't know. I don't generally like animation. I don't generally like non-traditional animation styles as well. So I think this was a little pleasant surprise if not i can't get it behind as much as you guys are so 7.1 okay. you're saying this movie's eight times better than space chimps at least ostensibly yes, yes. I, I would agree uh, <laughs> i'm giving wow. it an 80 <laughs> i'm pretty sure you gave space chimps 100 when i said you couldn't give it a 10 though <laughs> so you're giving it an 800 deal a tough um <laughs> <laughs> did did Devin give a rating at all? Mind. He did not. I'm gonna message him and see. Um, and I am going to give it what I gave. Actually, Spirited Away. It's a nine point two. Um, Spirited Away definitely did have heavier subject material Zach, that it was dealing with. Huh? What did I give Spirited Away? Like a nine six. Weird. Um, Spirited Away definitely handled heavier subject material. Um, but maybe with the lack of cultural references and maybe needing to watch it again, it will definitely, that might be bumped up, 
but I love modern animation. Animation, animated movies might be one of my favorite categories. Um, they make me connect really easily. Cry, I cried seven times once again. Um, yeah, uh, this movie did not lack any fun, didn't lack any creativity. It's long for an animated movie at an hour 54, but I was never bored, not even once. Um, when you can hit me with cool animation, fun, tears, uh, a little bit of action, all that stuff, and laughs. That's a recipe for everything good. And like you said, there's a, a good you message in here. got yourself a stew. <laughs> you got yourself a stew. You throw mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper's bones in there. You're set. Mm-hmm. So, Happiness, creativity, love, connection to the to the audience, and D.B. Cooper's bones. <laughs> makes the stew. perfect movie. <laughs> it's a stew. I love that. I love that. I love that. Sounds like with, it. With a, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Movies. Uh, Power of cinema, folks. That was. Uh, really I funny. just tried to message Devin and say, "What is your rating?" <laughs> it and it auto corrected like to. It sounded. It auto corrected to, "What is you eating?" <laughs> Send it anyway. <laughs> no, I already changed it. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. What was I even saying? So a 12, a (laughs) 9.2, and a 7.1 for an average of some number. Uh, 19.1, 28.3. That's going to be a 9.4, Steve. Um, What I was going to say is I love that uh, freaking Without a Paddle came out like mid-October, and we still reference D.B. Cooper's Bones in November. So It's the spook um, time. I messaged Devin, we'll see what he says if he's up. We're gonna get into some reviews. Critic reviews. I've got three, and uh, a reviewer that is not a critic or a user, so... A notable reviewer? Yeah. Um, First one is Benjamin Lee of The Guardian. They say, the frantic anything-go nature of their films, uh, speaking of Miller and Lord, uh, both in tone and visuals, uh, belies a tight focus on storytelling and dialogue with sight gags and set pieces used to supplement rather than distract. And it's also genuinely funny, a credit not only to a hit a minute script, but also to a finely picked cast of comic actors and unusually high caliber. Four out of five stars. Okay, okay. I did think the casting was very good in this. Yeah. Um, next is. Matt Fowler of IGN, he says, The Mitchells versus the Machines is a ridiculous, riotous, and relevant adventure with a great humor and winning sentiment. It's fast-moving and gorgeous to behold, filled with quirks, quirks, quips, and a lovable goblin-like pug, voiced by the Instagram-famous Doug the Pug. It's a good time for both younglings and elders, delivering intelligently goofy rush of new animation and old emotion. 8 out of 10. Okay. Also four to five. Yep. Lot I do pu- like a lot of it, pug play. It is pretty good for both adults and kids too. And uh my last one is Brian Tellerico at RogerEbert.com. Big Rog. R.I.P. Like a mashup of an eighties family road comedy like Vacation and the visions of a tech apocalypse foretold in films like The Terminator, Netflix's Mitchell's vs. the Machines is a lot of nostalgic fun but told in a modern style, 
and stating that it is threaded with clever commentary on our reliance in tech and featuring some incredibly strong design work, this is a pleasant surprise for families looking for something new this season, and one of the more purely enjoyable Netflix animated films in a while. Three out of four stars. Movies. Thanks, Lucas. So 77 from these three critics. My one notable reviewer is Bong Joon-ho. What the fuck? Yeah, he's a notable. Parasite director. Director of Parasite, Snowpiercer. I just watched his movie Memories of a Murder the past couple of weeks. Memories of a Murder? How was that? Very good noir movie. Very good. Didn't he do Okja? He did do Okja, yeah. Okja? That's how you say it? Um, How's Parasite? I want to watch that. Parasite's so good. Okay. And he did the Snowpiercer movie, not the series, right? Correct. Okay. Which is so good. Yeah. We watched that in the dungeon together. Did, did we? Yeah. I don't know if I was there for it. I've seen it, but I don't know if I watched it with you guys. Um, Bong Joon-ho just, all he said was one of my favorite films of 2021. Bong. Oh, thanks, Bong. Yeah. I do think that this... I enjoyed more than Encanto, Encanto or Luca. I think this is my favorite animated film of 2021. Okay, interesting. And we're getting into reviews. First one is Snoopy Style. That's me. That's not Seth. The you first reviewer say is that. the first reviewer this is one's not got two thumbs in a Snoopy style. <laughs> not this guy. It's this guy. Yep. My first reviewer is not Seth on May 9th, 2021. Oh, <laughs> Snoopy style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Seth. On May 9th, 2021, they say, this has a lot of Gravity Falls sensibilities, and I love it. I love the animation styles. I love the family. It's a quirky family. It's a quirky family with a wild, outrageous world-ending apocalypse, and it's fun. My only complaint is that it might be a bit too long. Of course, I would uh, like to add another scene with the posies. It would be great to have the posies return to cower in a gas station and telling the Mitchells to hide. It would be the inflection point and a call-to-arms moment. As it stands, the father acquiesces to his daughter. If the posies come back, little Aaron could gain confidence to be heroic, Mother Linda can strive to show her family's worth, and father would still be the last to join. It would work better with it would work better with a better catalyst. All in all, this is a fun movie and everybody should watch it. Afterwards, you can binge Gravity Falls. Eight out of ten. Kinda weird to rewrite <laughs> yeah. a pivotal moment in a movie in a review. Interesting though, it's a bold take. It, I don't. Is it a take or a suggestion or just like a personal preference, or just I, bold weird. in general? It's just weird. I'm it a weird, weird guy. And just not guy. wrong. Yeah. Next up is uh, isn't he though? <laughs> Georgia Asimoglu, October eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Seth. Um, <laughs> that's Seth. Georgia Asimoglu. I've that? heard that name before in a dream. <laughs> It's on my birth certificate. Black Czar Bliss Tigers. <laughs> um, they say, this movie was incredibly cringe. No. <laughs> and you're supposed to be so mad at that right away. I've heard that cringe. You know, pe- I've been saying cringe a lot. Yeah. And people in my personal life have been saying it's cringe to say cringe. They don't like <laughs> that I say it. Yeah, I can see that. So this guy is neat. Is super cringe. <laughs> Uh, this movie was incredibly cringe. One of the worst movies I have ever seen. Too many cliches, which is supposed to be cliches, and stereotypes. And what's with the protagonist looks? Okay, I mean, she tries to differ from others and be special and tries to fit, but she looks like dirty and a mess. <laughs> <laughs> spit much? That's a good complaint. 
she looks dirty and a mess i couldn't even look at her dirty hands and nails i mean you don't need to look like that to be that different the plot was meh and the message didn't even get to me one of the worst boring movies ever i can't believe the good reviews three out of ten this guy just like admitting how dense he is (laughs) the message didn't even get to me i'm too dumb The message is ham-fisted to you about literally reliance on technology. Dirty girl, and and (laughs) I don't get. I get like the family message and everything, and the technology reliance. But what about the dirty girl? (laughs) Like, not you know, metaphorically, literally. It's literally an apocalypse. Give her a break. She hasn't had time to wash her hands. My God, chill out. He's so mad. I laughed so much when I read that review. Why is she so dirty? The whole family is, buddy. <laughs> You're so quiet. Um, next one is by Feast Mode. July 12, 2022. They say this is a well-made movie with some good writing. It's pretty funny and does a good job investing you in the story and characters. And the animation is really great. Six out of ten. My man. It's, it cracks me up when people are like, I have nothing but good things to say. Four. Average. It's a man with a high standard. I can't even imagine how Fair. what they would give a 10. Like, that was only positive remarks. This song brought my mother back to life. This movie, sorry. It's 7 out of 10, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, This one's weird. By Damien Phelps. June 19th, 2021, he says, This movie is Ripper. But let me be completely honest, it's all about the dog. The best dog pig loaf of bread I've seen in years. Tremendous fun. Highly recommend. 9 out of 10. This is the kind of guy that says, what a heckin' chonker on the internet (laughs) all fucking day. Definitely. Um, I'm pissed at that review. So you know Bozzy who does the Paradise Mm -hmm. song? I found out he did Smile the... You so fucking... Precious when you smile. Oh, yeah. like he did that song too. Um, but Marina loves the the Doge version where it's you're so heckin' precious when you bork. And then he just borks a bunch of times. This guy probably loves that song. Yeah, he definitely loves that mm-hmm. song. Um next one is by uh writer of the office. Lee Eisenberg. My Bobby God. Lee Eisenberg. Um, October 12th, 2022. Wow, that's um, less than a month ago. three weeks ago. One of the best things about Revenge of the Nerds and the Big Bang Theory was that they dignified nerds and geeks, respectively. We get more of that with the Mitchells versus the Machines. In addition to making a geeky teenage girl with the protagonist, the movie also warns us about what society could become if everyone stares at their phones all day. Cool as hell. But all that (laughs) secondary to the zany humor. It strikes me as sort of the movie that they had a lot of fun making, especially the scenes of the dog. You're sure to love it. 8 out of 10. I just put this in here for the Big Bang Theory references for you, Lucas. I know you love... Young Sheldon. And Young Sheldon. It's an absurd Um, idea for a show. (laughs) Literally, so today I was given shots. More absurd than Alf. Here's here's an autistic 9-year-old. Let's follow his exploits a little bit. (laughs) Here's Did you an see alien it? that eats neighborhood cats and <laughs> hates everything. <laughs> one of them top, sounds top like two. something I could relate to, and one, one of them sounds like an autistic child. Like the other, Alpha's maybe the most relatable character of the tw- of the twentieth century. Um, Probably minus the cats thing. Y- you know, 
Do you see it's the a new metaphor preview for, for Tenolingus? Yeah, yeah, Brandon. For, for Young Rock? I, I have with Young Dwayne They've Johnson. A, with, no. Yeah, it's a movie about Young Dwayne Johnson, but Dwayne Johnson's also in the movie. Opposite Young Rock. He should be the president someday. Yeah. Oh, Dwayne Johnson's going to be the president in 2058. Probably 28. If he hasn't submitted his bid for it by now, he's, it's going to be a few years. 2058? What do you mean? <laughs> That's so far from now. He's already like 40. He's going <laughs> to so die. Funny. 36 years from now. <laughs> he's almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's I mean, got hey, in his mind. Trump and Biden were both like eighty when they started. Yeah, but like Dwayne is. They been, shouldn't be, but there's the going to be no America in thirty-six years. Is the funny that's thing. That's true. And well, even if there is, the Rock's been putting his body through so much fucking torment and rigorous exercise, and not to the point where it's going to make him live longer. He's tearing his muscle fibers apart. You know, it's that's the other funny part is twenty fifty-eight isn't even a little, an election year. It's not. That's He's funny. running for Senate in Maryland so, or some shit. So twenty. 20, we're going to do t- 2052, 30 years, he's going to be president. Deal. Um, today, when I was giving somebody a shot, and she was like, wow, I didn't even feel that at all. And I was like, I was like, when you're coming back for your COVID shot in a couple of weeks, just ask for Brandon. And she's like, I'm not going to remember that. I'm just going to remember the young pharmacist with the young face. And there's like, <laughs> you could just ask for the short pharmacist. Everyone else is like six foot or taller. Like they are. They're. Six five six Why would three. You do that to yourself. Because somebody, the other, like when I first started, somebody came in and they're like, "Hey, the short pharmacist told me this," and everybody was like, "Brandon," mm-hmm. and I was like, "I didn't tell her that." And like, almost be Chris, who's like five ten, five like average sure. height, but they're like the short, and everybody just looked at me. But she was like, "I won't remember that. I'm just gonna remember the young faced pharmacist." She's like, I'm "Just gonna call you Doogie Hauser from now on." But I thought she was gonna say Young Sheldon. And I was like, I was, I refrained from saying it. I thought we were having another Connor's wedding moment on our hands here. <laughs> um, penultimate review is by Quinoa one nine eight four. That's not me. Quinoa. Twenty fifty eight. The Rock announces. Still on that. At a young, spry 86, he's going to start his <laughs> political career. He's got no legs, but he's got twice the heart. Literally. He stole several. <laughs> I don't know why he's like... I, I, I really hope rock that Luke... <laughs> He steals it from his grandkids? I need these for my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the greater good brother bye Brandon grandpa your last movie was 30 years ago who's gonna know who you remember you are <laughs> and why are they gonna want to vote for you it's about the tequila man Terramana <laughs> yeah. lives on 36 years in the future I didn't I didn't realize A fucking aneurysm. in his uh his song with tech nine when he's you know it's about drive but it's about power I'd never listened to the full verse before. At the very end, he finishes his whole rap and he goes, mana, and just, like, fucking promotes his tequila. I didn't know he was on a rap song either, so that's great. (gasps) It's about drive, it's about power. (laughs) Put in the work, put in the hours. We stay hungry, we devour. And take what's ours. (laughs) Our grandchildren's (laughs) ours. (laughs) 
<laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite things about that is you're like he's 86 i imagine lucas fact checking his age like right before he said that too is he actually before. gonna be 86 yeah. <laughs> great i anticipated this moment before we started recording well when you said the rock's gonna run in 2058 i want to make sure that was a year he could be alive in first off you're Which a man of not. science so when I compromise to 2052, he's just going to be 80? <laughs> yeah. And he's not going to age well past 65. No. He doesn't even have any legs. He has to steal them. Yeah. Is we have one reviewer? <laughs> I do. This is Kimo. One reviewer. They say, uh, on May 3rd, 2021, they say, my first impression was this was to say, was to say clearly... Uh, the thing that a goofy movie was missing, or even human character parts of Toy Story Three, was the AI supercharged Robopocalypse. Um, but it's much more artistically ambitious and driven by a theatrical hyperkinetic vision than that. Thrilling, heartfelt, hilarious. It's got deliriously and constantly inspired animation and aesthetic that works for and earns respect within six minutes of when it starts. Without question, this will inspire a ton of young people to go to film school. And hey, maybe one of you will call your lovable doofus of a dad and see how he's doing. Mitchell's vs. the Machines is about how to or how not to connect in a family. I think he was different crying just now. Yeah, this is me as the reviewer, Quinoa. Well, you were laugh crying and then you just start getting like sad crying. Mitchell vs. the Machines is about how to or how not or how not to function in a family and why having a simple conversation uh can you know do a lot for a dad oh and furbies will kill you all and more than comparing to a goofy movie you know what this is it's the simpsons back when it was great cutting edge satire self-conscious and knowing so deeply about culture right now but with a heart as big as a rhombus 10 out of 10 his heart as big as Dwayne the Rock Johnson's. <laughs> He's got all his grandchildren's hearts in his chest. I th- that's a that's a pretty good review, but it's weird to like bring up other movies and being like, "That's what they are missing: the robot apocalypse <laughs> for like a goofy movie and Toy Story." And then also throwing in, "Hey, daughter, can you call me every now and then?" Is Quinoa dad? I don't know. It sounds like it. And my ultimate review is by Creatique. January 2nd, 2022, they say, The Insurrection. If if you are woke and support their nonsense, then you will be happy with the movie. The main character has a flag pinned on her jacket to make sure that this movie is, is, that this good movie is submissive to the herd mentality. One out of ten. I was kidding about the Insurrection. I know that was the sixth. (laughs) That was probably my dad's review. I'm sorry. Oh. Fucking weird. And so that is reviews. Recommendations are we recommending, Lucas? Yeah. Especially if you are having a child. Oh, okay. If you're expecting to expect to expect. Exactly. Expect the unexpected. That's called abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Christ! The end of this podcast nice. is nuts. We need to leave. Yeah, Devin, Devin didn't tell me anything. Seth, you rated it a 12 out of 10. Are you recommending? Are you recommending? Of course. I then cried seven times. I'm doing whatever you guys are doing. Okay. We got three. Oh, he fucking sure. died. I'm in that herd mentality mode. <laughs> <laughs> Hating flags pinned on people's chests, apparently. Um, we are ending it this week. <laughs> Um, next week. Thank you, Devin, for the suggestion. Thanks, Mitchells and the Machines. Yeah, that was actually fantastic. Thank you. Um, jokes aside, and next week 
we are going to be getting into a Lucas choice that he suggested a long time ago. Let's go. Um, a little, a little ditty. Avenuti, <laughs> um, called, called uh, even dwarves started small. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little art house <laughs> pick from a critically acclaimed foreign director Werner Herzog, and I think it's we're really gonna have some some nice thoughtful things to say about it. Um, and Seth, you might have somebody that wants to hop on yeah my buddy robert is that he's armando's cousin actually big rob big rob big rob <laughs> he fights he fights fires in the summers and he just he finished up his fire science degree so he's not in school anymore mm-hmm. and he's really bored he fights fires in the homeless he's a weird guy a <laughs> <laughs> strange man Sounds normal uh, cool so s- s- keep in touch with him see what we can do there and uh for sure hopefully maybe Devin can join us if he gets housing figured out, and from there, we'll see you next week. Gadoosh. Gadoosh. Oh, shit. Oh. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember... If it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably the movies. movies.